Welcome to the boys of the Golden Throne. Whee! We all got beers. Bears. Yeah. Actually, but no, that's that's wrong. I've got a C. It's they're pronounced Cedres. God C-dre. damn it! <laughs> I need C-dre. a delicious Cedre. Okay, don't even worry about it. It's just it's just because I'm like I'm over the hops, guys. I just can't take all the hoppy, sour, fruity beers that have perpetuated the marketplace. You're a bunghole. Your bunghole. And wow. I used to be so snobby against beers, but now I just like Cedres. Okay, get off my dick. Just I get off not. my dick. <laughs> you never get off your dick. Mm. All right. Well, we got me, AJ, and we got you. Fucking Teo. And we got <laughs> big old truck nuts here. Truck, truck nuts McGee, they call me on the streets. Truck. <laughs> also known as John. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. So, so yeah, I, I will apologize for the lateness of this episode. Um, I did like an upgrade to my operating system, Steve and then Jobs should apologize. Steve Jobs is fucking grave. us still from the grave, son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I love you, Steve. You gave me my my Apple products, which I adore. But yes, Gross. I updated all my stuff, and then all of the like programs you use to record this podcast we're like we don't want to work no more so it took a little working out but here we are so we were originally supposed to record on vicente's birthday but now it's like a week later but i'm gonna still say happy birthday vince we love you happy birthday vincent vincent that's so formal keep working them traps Son, <laughs> them traps, them traps. So he said his workout routine when he was down. It was hilarious. He's like, I, I subscribe to the Ed, or the the Tom Hardy workout routine, which is traps every day. That's all he does. Traps. What's traps? What is that? Tra- trap your the trapezoid. Between, yeah, your, your trapezoids. Yeah, <laughs> you got to work out your trapezoids. You bro. just, I just got so, I got so excited. And the, uh, I just got so excited that Vince was just going to a gym and practicing on the trapeze in like <laughs> fucking little tidy whitey <laughs> fucking like, He's like the leotard. Yeah, nineteen thirties like workout dude leotard and just like spinning through the air and just like <laughs> oh by Joe that was a very good landing so. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. So it's not like that. No. God damn it! Next time, just lie to me, John. I'm sorry. Just, okay. just fucking lie to me next yeah, time. Just, well, now you know, and you can make I mean, up. Because I'm like now thinking of the same thing, and it's pretty solid. 
It's like solid. Yeah. I just I I feel and like he's got his MAGA hat on at the same. Oh, time. in the air, yeah, and yeah. it's it just it never just comes off. Yeah. yeah, it actually helps him with his aerodynamics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it keeps him in the air longer. Yeah, it just gives that little bit of lift. Yeah. yeah, that's how he sticks his landings. If we remove the mag magna hat, then it would just he'd just fall on his face every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Happy birthday, Vince. Hopefully you didn't, you stuck all your landings on your birthday. Colby Covington of uh, 30K. There's going to be at least one person who gets the that. The Colby Covington? I don't get that. Well, you, guys, I don't get that you should probably just Google Colby Covington if you want to know. Okay, I'll, I'll get back on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Teo, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to be do, uh, doing a bit of an update on our hobby and shame progress because it's been a bit of a it's been a it's been a while. dip 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 it's, it's been a while. Uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, our main segment today is going to be uh, getting our groove back. It's pretty. We're going to talk about getting back into some old projects that we loved, maybe took a break from, and how we like got ourselves back into maybe want to do some hobbying. Yeah, like we all have these projects that fall by the way, wayside. We all want to be that hobbyist that's like, I'm not going to buy any more models until I paint all my models. And <laughs> that, you know, we all start with that God good intention. George. You know what? Shout out to Ezra. I was talking to him. He's like, I have nothing to paint for my my night lord. So I have been to on wait. a terror, man. Yeah. So we should go back and finish that fucking Spartan, for Christ's sakes, first Did, word bears. What, he's got a Spartan that he hasn't painted? Are you serious? I don't know. I, it's like the joke of, of like, I, I think maybe me and Eric or something. I can't remember. Oh. It's like the ongoing joke is like, is Ezra's Land Raider ever going to be finished? No. You mean Spartan? Spartan, yeah. Okay. It's just like the tracks aren't done. It's just like sprayed in that really bright scheme that he does, but he hasn't like flattened it out. Or yeah, anything. Okay. It's like, it's like, so it's a little bit derpy compared like, to the well, rest I of the army. I won't paint it because it always dies immediately. I was like, well, maybe it's because you have painted it. <laughs> you be called out, Ezra. <laughs> Called out. <laughs> so yeah, hey, I was I was just trying to give him props, and John just like yeah, shit just, on his you dick. You know what? I mean, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> no, it's funny. It's just funny because it's like it's like oh, as long as I've known Ezra, he's had this fucking Spartan. And it's but never- maybe this episode will inspire now Ezra because he's being called out, <laughs> like just like straight up. You know, I, whoa. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Okay, that was weird. I think our chirping just infuriated fucking Ezra's machine spirit, and he sent out scrap code to just mess completely with our our recording there. Yeah. You probably heard the feedback there, but anyway, we're back on track. And you're 100% sure we're recording, correct? Uh, yes, we are 100% <laughs> sure that we are recording. Um, yes, so... Um, Getting Mojo back, because we need to get our Mojo back into this recording now (laughs) after that delay. So that's what we're talking about, but we also have some announcements. So we are very happy to announce that we are going to be running some events again at Weekend Weekend Warriors 3. Three. So we're... <laughs> so we're going to be running uh, It's going to be the same format as last year We're going to do um, 30k on the Saturday Which yeah. we are going to be running The 
Chondax campaign. This is gonna be awesome. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, we're gonna do the first, um, the fir- like the more Centurion kind of style for the yeah. for those rounds where the player pack is yet to be completely put together. I think we're gonna do like the formatting of like the armies the same mm-hmm. as Chondax, but we won't be using most likely the same missions. We gotta we gotta figure that that part out. But uh yeah. yes, so we will be doing we'll have to play it. Yeah, we gotta do some Chondaxy things. We gotta get Teo down here with his fucking army so we can run through it all in a day or something. Get on that tail. I'll fucking do it, okay? Don't touch my dick. <laughs> um and then on uh, the Sunday, we're going to be running um, Titanicus. So we're going to be doing Titanicus again. And I think the best thing about this year, we have find, we found out and confirmed that unlike last year, which you can only have drinks at the bar upstairs. so stoked. You can have drinks anywhere in the and venue. also a gym there. And there's also a gym. Yeah, so this is this is what I've imagined, Teo, right? Is they'll probably they won't give us the nice glasses to bring down, so they'll give like everyone red cups. And I just have this vision of John with a red cup in his mouth full of beer as he's like doing fucking backlifts, like he's doing fucking what are they called? Pull ups. Pull ups. Well, like just chugging back beer at the same like, time. Here's what I imagine. It's like I have like a red, like a really big like jug of beer, but it's like between my legs. So it looks like it's like a weighted pull up. Oh, right? <laughs> but then there's like a funnel going from that jug up to up here. Okay. <laughs> Is that like a flexing beer bong? It'd be, it'd be like, it'd be like hanging off a belt. It'd be like a weighted, weighted <laughs> pull up, but like it would have beer weight hanging between it. And, and you're just um, trying to drink it to lose the weight yeah. from the bucket. I like that. I can get behind that. Yeah, it's, that's I, I can get behind that. So yes, tickets are on sale now. We will have uh, links in the show notes. Um, but it's two individual tickets. So if you want to come to both days, you do need to get both tickets. Tickets are twenty dollars uh, per day. So you can run out and get those now. If we have anyone listening that would like to help us out with tables, shoot us a message on our Facebook. Uh, our Facebook page. We will have events up shortly. We don't have events in our Facebook yet because I'm still working out with the event organizer if those are going to live on our page or if they're going to live in the Weekend Warriors. So, uh, But the tickets are up on sale and you can go into the show notes uh, to pick those out. So more details will be coming in the next little bit. That means three events this year, boys. That means four. Next year. Four events. Technically. Well, I guess if you count crazy. Weekend Warriors as one event. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's three events. Cool. So but three events. That's pretty awesome. Oh. Three events. <laughs> yes. Oh. And, uh, yeah, for real, um, even guys who are uh, out of town, you know, if you're listening. like Some out-of-town guys? Weekend Warriors is worth coming to. It actually is really cool. It's, uh, it's Yeah, I want to. I had a lot of fun last I want to definitely, like, we have to do another drinking session afterwards in that sweet like, officer's What is it called? Hall. It's like the... I can't remember. Is it the? I don't know. It's, it's like, like a the, huge the, table the, with like leather, leather like wingback chairs. A lounge? Yeah, it's the mess. It's the officers' mess, like our lounge or bar and, or whatever. And I think you know. I think Teo is probably going to be there this year. I were hope you so. There? You weren't there last time, were you? No. no. He'll make. I will try my dandiest. Damn right. Yes. So that is happening April eighteenth and nineteenth. So 
get your tickets. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for the intro after we've just been invaded by scrap code. So we will be, we will be back here to talk about our hobby and shame. So shameful. Our tutor, who art in Nottingham, Duncan be thy name. Our paints be thinned, our layers be smooth, on plastic as it is on resin. Give us this day our daily tip, and forgive us our poor edge highlighting. As we forgive those who bring unpainted armies, lead us not into math hammer, but fully closed armies. All praise, Nolnoil. Scandalous. Quite. Welcome back, guys. We're going to uh, talk talking about our uh, hobby and shame progress. Uh, uh, we seem like we've all done a lot because it's been a bit of a dip, dip, doodah for us. Yeah, it's been about six weeks. So we've. Uh, Which is astronomically long for us. Yeah, it's very long. Mostly, mostly due to my technical issues. <laughs> oh, it's been, it's been some sniz and some dicks and some bips. Did you say snooze and dicks? Sneezing dicks everywhere. <laughs> that must be messy. It's so very messy. Aww. All right. Well, Aww. hobby and shame. I think we should start off with our shames before we oh, get yeah. into our hobby. So we are like a basically like halfway through our month uh, or for our quarter of shames this year. But w- the three of us have talked behind the scenes. We've entered in our shames. Um so we, I think some of us have maybe already started working on it, but uh, who wants to talk about their shame first? Uh, I can do it. Do it, Tao. Okay, so my shame that I set up was uh, I want to paint up two characters, yes. ten tactical marines, six jet bikes, one fire raptor, and a small mechanicum army. <laughs> small mechanicum army? Like, what did <laughs> <laughs> what, you need to be more descriptive than that. What uh, does that mean? Okay, well, I'll, I'll get, get into a little bit more. Okay, so the two characters are a character is a, is a white scars character in Tartarus armor. Okay, and it's also a character uh, in power armor or artificer armor. Okay, the ten marines are just tactical marines. The six jet bikes are just six jet bikes and a fire raptor. The small mechanicum army is like a weird like fever dream I had of a weird Mechanicum army idea I had which is it's just all fast moving like hard hitting combat units for Mechanicum so it's got like 8 Ursarax 12 Thalax 3 Alterax uh, a bunch of the new uh, uh, 4 Armagers a Lancer like, oh my god they're so scary yeah. I never played them but I know how scary they are. Yeah. Where are those and so, models for? Drew up. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Where are those models? Yeah, where's most of these? Yeah, so it's going to be, yeah, the so eight Ursarax, uh, two characters, 12 Thalax, four Armagers, a Lancer, and three Alterax. You know, you have to paint that by December 31st, right? Yeah, it's almost all done already. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, <sweet>. bitch. <laughs> all right. Uh, John, what about you? Um, this is updated. This is for till December. This December thirty first. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so in, if you're not done it, you're going to be spending your your New Year's <laughs> Eve painting. 
It's true. Yeah. And rubbing yourself in sepia wash. Probably. I mean, well, yeah. that's just a given, isn't it? It's a given. So uh, mine's going to be, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's not nothing fancy, but uh, it's pretty basic. Um, I will inevitably paint more than this because I am on a painting kick right now, but I'm not going to make any promises on a lot a lot of the stuff that I want to paint because I don't want to have to be forced to paint things that I don't want to paint. <laughs> so I will. I'm I'm saying the things that I that I guaranteed want to have done by the end of December. Okay, no question. Okay. So uh, the first one is a Lightning Prime Strike Fighter. Um, that's the big one, and then uh, I want to do my Knight uh, Lancers. Uh, head because I own that. So are we I'm talking like, 30k or we th- 30k? Okay, so I'm just gonna paint the head because I have it, and uh, I'll. How do you do, have I'll, a random head? Because I ordered an alternate head for it, so I oh, have did that, you? but I don't have the lancer, so I'll, I'll paint the head because I kind of like doing it like this. Because then when you get the model, it's like oh, it's already like partially. I got done. one step done exactly. So if I do that, and then uh, I'll and I I'll love get the, head. Ba- the base done, probably get the base done as well because I I ordered uh, uh, Perturabo. So I have Drabo uh, base. I have his base. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So uh I'll have that night like standing on a downed night, so it's gonna look awesome. So cool. Get that base get that base done. Um and then um uh, I had another piece of shame, but then I finished it last night. <laughs> <laughs> Which then, was? Uh, Which was? Uh well uh, well when we get into our actual shame. Okay, all right, all right. And then uh the last one is just finish my night, my mini night. Your mini night, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wait, your poor firing. My little one, yeah. I've still got still got some stuff to do on it. All right. And uh yeah. Okay. So I did like some quite a bit of thinking for mine. And I've decided I'm gonna go back to the original model that started or models that started this whole shame idea for me, and that is the very first heresy models that I ever bought that I got like half painted and then stalled out on, and those are my five Myrmidon Secutors. So awesome. I'm going to get those painted. I actually put a coat of paint on them last night, working on their robes a little bit. So basically, like, I stopped when they were about half finished. So I basically, and, like, they're halfway done, and then all of the uh, magnetized guns are just sprayed black. So I've got to do those. Um, but I think getting those done will, you know, it's like, the ultimate shame for me. It's yeah. the model that I lo- like. I love them so much. And exactly. But it's, <laughs> it's like crazy double, that I haven't got them. It'll be great because you get to play them too. You know, like when you get them done, you oh, go back yeah. to your Mechanicum and you're like, oh, I haven't played my Order of Reductor in a while. And now you'll have awesome Myrmidons to play that you never actually put on the table. So, yeah. And then I'm also going to do their Pimp Ride, which is a um, explorer or Macronator Exploratory. I like the, that thematic. The, the Mechanicum Land Raider, which is also half painted, so I'm on I'm on my way. But awesome. uh, we will be. This goes back to getting back into old projects, so we'll get back into that here yeah. shortly. But uh, all right, so those are locked and loaded. I've written them down into our show well, notes ama- here. I do have to make an amendment. Oh, I was just checking my emails. The armagers won't be here until new the new year. Okay, so I cannot paint those. Physically. Okay, so no armagers. No armagers. All right. Okay, so let's get into hobby progress. Um, how about I think I'm going. I'm going to kick this one off if you guys don't mind, boys. Yeah, All right. So just before, before we, we really talk about hobby progress, I just want to say 
we all can rejoice to the awesome release that just happened last week of the plastic ZM. I don't know oh, how I was actually at the game store that. tonight looking at them. Yeah, I was looking at the Spurs this morning at GW. It's great. Uh, it looks so awesome. Like how one that they're multi-level, like they're very expensive. Like, that's, yeah, <laughs> but they I really are. Smart. Like I actually like opened the box and like got to look at it and like you get a lot. You do from that from the starter box. You do get a lot, but I the like starter box is a lot of money. I don't need most of it. Like as yeah. a Necromunda player, like I don't need most of that stuff in there. So I'm gonna wait until it, it comes out individually. It's three fifty Canadian, I think. Yeah, it's a lot. It is three fifty um, Canadian. It comes with like tile worth one tile, basically one. So it's yeah. It, I well, was, one two I was by two. It's like a two shit. by two. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. But like you know, compared to the old Forge World price, it's not really. That's not cheaper. Well, the, the I know that the so the tiles that they came out with for the floor, they're one by one, and for four of them, it's eighty bucks Canadian. So if you want to do a four by four of that, you know, just the tiles alone yeah. is three sixty. Yeah, exactly. It's like a lot for so sure. It's a little weird. I, I I I was excited, then immediately disappointed when I saw the prices because I was like, well, I didn't feel like there was any point in this. I could have just ordered from Forge World for essentially the same price. It is basically the same price, but it's different because you get the multi level and you've That's got true. all the stairs and everything. And it's also, I was talking to Ryan today. He was saying that the height of two of the platforms or two of the walls is the same height as the new city terrain. So all the scale works with the city terrain and with the sector mechanicum stuff. That's cool. So you can work it yeah, in I like for that. sure. I definitely looked at it, though, and I was like, oh, this is cool because I can buy this uh, when they split it off from that stupid starter box that I don't want to buy. And that's a, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going like, to wait until they're individual. It, I realize releases. I can just like dual purpose it with my mechanicum table, which is something I didn't totally. thought about before. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. hundred percent. Sort of like now I can justify it in a way. Cause I don't, I'm not like in a rush to buy a ZM table. You know, we don't play ZM that much. Like, no, but, I think, I think it's going to be something that I'll wait until there's, the individual releases and maybe they'll come at like i'm hoping that they do like a large just terrain box set that you get yeah, a exactly. bunch it of sounds the kits like all they, it one. sounds like they're planning on doing that yeah. well yeah i talked ryan said our gw manager was just like it won't be the only release because we've seen other pictures online yeah. um with that like corpse grinding pit and stuff like like some well, badass st- corpse gr- oh, you, you haven't seen the pictures amazing, of that amazing oh yeah it's That's, super cool man please tell me it's dead spacey as fuck i don't know exactly what that means but well, yeah, oh, that's it a video should. game, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, John. It, John, it's pretty dead spacey. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so yeah, I just had to take a minute and just like be like, "That's awesome." It's definitely not so- going to be something I jump into right away, but I, I can't say that that's not in my future of yeah, slowly sure. working on one of those boards for sure, or maybe not so slowly and just inviting you over John yeah. and maybe Teo. the three of us can just like power bomb an entire table in one day of yeah. painting. I'm it. down. <laughs> so yeah, pretty awesome. Um, okay. So let me get into this. Uh, a lot of this has to do with our main segment. So I'm going to roll. No. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay. We are back. I swear to God, I hate software so much. It's literally, the system is trying to troll AJ right now. It is. Teo, I'm sorry about that. All right, let's get back into this. Uh, Teo? 
You there? Yeah. Okay, good. Excellent. Okay, so this, as I was saying, this kind of goes into our main segment here, but I have been doing a hell of a lot of painting with my iron hand. So in the past two months since I got back from um, hobby camp, I have painted my second Land Raider. So I've gotten one, two Land Raiders now done, my Glaive done, a Scorpion Whirlwist, a 10-man squad. Scorpion Whirlwist. <laughs> a Whirlwind oh, Scorpius. Yes. Yeah. Scorpion uh, <laughs> a 10-man heavy support squad with Laz Cannons. Underslung. Underslung, yeah, that's for key. her pleasure. But yes, um, I've painted an Autech Moore, Primus M- Medicaid, a Chaplain, an Apothecary, ten Gorgons, uh, Iron Hands Contemptor, and then my favorite point, and I will go into detail about this, is my ten man um, Plasma Tactical Support Squad. So basically, it was I got John's help on this, and it was basically like going over to do pimp my ride with exhibit so i just like walked into john's house he opens up the door and he's like you know smoking a little roach while he's like bench pressing like 55 pounds or not bench pressing but just doing curling of like 55 pounds yo yo, what up i was in a white wife beater yeah with mustard stains on the front yeah yeah actually yeah Yeah. and uh (laughs) so we sit down and he's just doing that like little um what's it called like the the salt dude the, yeah, I anyway, don't know that it's even called, it's but yeah, called thing, it's like but bouncing it off forearms and shit. John basically helped me pimp do my glow, glow fucking effects, and yeah, they look awesome. So I'm very thankful for you for showing me that, and wow. also doing the glow effects on my AT plasma yeah. annihilators. So they are looking pimp. Um, I also did. Um, Squad markings and clan markings on 30 tactical marines and 10 terminators. Um, I ordered 10 or 20 immortals, 30 Volkite chargers. So I've got in total 40 uh, immortals now to paint, which is going to be crazy. Um, I also ordered the new uh, Necromunda book that came out and the transfers with all the graffiti and everything, which I'm going to throw into some, not just my necro stuff, but just all over the place on my sector mechanicum and stuff like that. Yeah. That stuff's awesome. It was like, I saw those. I was like, Oh, I kind of want those. Well, I just jumped on those because I'm like, if anything out of this is going to, is going to be sold out, it's probably going to be the transfer sheet. It hasn't yeah. been sold out yet, but I'm glad I hopped on it. Uh, I also read, um, the lost in the damned book, uh, the second book in the siege Terra, which I thought was really awesome. Um, and then after I got kind of inspired by our chat about books. So I've got like a little rant about books here after our chat. So John, after you talking about the cybernetica and, um, and what was it? Uh, and binary succession, I was just like, okay, I got to read these. So I went to see how much the audiobooks were. So the cybernetica audiobook is is like five minutes long and it costs five dollars. Yeah, and then the binary succession one is like twelve dollars and it's like fifteen so a minutes. Whole pack um, on Audible. This is how I got them. Okay, on Audible they have audiobooks that are um, 
they're uh, they're like a collection of short stories, and both of these are in one of those. Uh, so you'll spend instead of that, you'll spend fifteen dollars. Well, that's like yeah. Or you could them. do it was the same thing on iTunes, or you could get the book that had those two sh- short stories plus a whole bunch of other ones for less yeah. than buying two of them individually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so right. yeah, yeah. I was just like, anyway, I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do the old paperback version. Okay. So I picked that up, and I'm slowly paperback starting to item. yes. Mm-hmm. I'm slowly reading those, and uh, what else have I done? Uh, I oh yeah, we had Armies on Parade a couple weeks ago, and I took down my Adeptus Titanicus stuff and threw on a couple of uh, transfers on a few of the Titans right before, and I kind of pooped on kids. I kind of pooped on some kids, <laughs> and ended up taking uh, best overall. Best Monsters and Machines, and Best Scenic Board. And, John, nice. I, I have to thank you for one, because I know you came down and voted for me, so thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, but I was, like, debating, oh, should I take the Iron Hands or should I take the Adeptus uh, Titanicus? And you looked at me like I was uh, a retarded child and, and was just like, obviously you should take down the Titanicus with your, like, two-by-two two tile. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that uh, seemed to do some work, so... You cleaned up with uh, Armies on Parade last year, representing the Bot yeah. GT, and uh, I guess I did it this year. So Heck yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'll probably I, I never do it. Else no, Tay, you so. should come down next year for the weekend. It would and, be pretty cool and throw your stuff in, and the three of us could do it, and we could see who wins between the three of us. Yeah, because that point it'd be my scars, which are a drastically different painting to that I'm normally doing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that'd be like an actual like uh, competition. Our armies on parade has been pretty sad. Let's be honest. You shut up. You don't have to tell people that. You don't no, have to tell people cool. that there's only six entries and I clean their clocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And actually, here's the thing: there, there were some. There, there is some beautiful there, yeah, stuff. There was. Did but that, it's just like sad that there's not more. I can't believe like how bad Victoria is for that. I, it's weird because there's so many good hobbyists out there, and like there is one dude that brought this amazing. It was probably you only should win a gift card or something. That's what they should do. You should, yeah. you should really be winning like a fucking fifty dollar gift card or Maybe. something. Like even if it's nothing crazy. Just like, just like incentivize people to come in and do it. Yeah, um, there is one that was like an Age of Sigmar that was maybe like a foot by six inches, but the diorama was like tits for it. I don't know how I got best scenic because I really yeah. feel like yeah, that one, that was, one, that one was fucking really nice. Actually, I uh, I voted for that one for Age of Sigmar stuff because it was awesome. There is also um, a really nice 40k uh, Imperial Fists army that had a bunch of 30k yeah. stuff. Like it had a Leviathan, yeah, and it, it was very like too. a grungy kind of look yeah. to it. I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't go last year, so I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. one. but anyway, it was very, uh, very good. Uh, yeah, it looked better, better than like, I, yeah, it, it probably looked better than last year, honestly. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I was very happy walking away with that. So uh, I will keep to getting into any more details about the rest of that Iron Hands progress until we talk in our main segment. But yeah, since uh, September, I have painted 3,100 plus points of uh, Iron Hands. Which you know, you, that's, you boys, that's so amazing for AJ. Yeah, like you guys know how slow I am. And now Ridiculous. a lot of this stuff was like half painted, but yeah. st- <laughs> still. So it does give you a little bit of like a 
kick in the ass. You're like, oh, I don't really have to put that much work into this. Like, but, just get this and, done. and that's just it, right? It's just being that, like, oh, now I've got this done and just rolling on that, like, positive vibes of, like, oh, I'm just, I, like, yeah. I've been tracking it all on Quartermaster and just adding that, you know, finished unit to my painted list just feels so awesome. So uh, shout out to Matt Virgin. You're now up to five and a half thousand <laughs> points of <laughs> iron hands basically yeah. at your discretion. So. Yeah. All right, who's going next? Um, I can go. Do it up, Tao. Uh, so, uh, as you guys have known, I restarted my white scars. Yeah. So, since we talked last, I've done all of the base coats on all of my white scars. Shit. Awesome. Uh, I built another ca- extra character on foot. Huh. So, base coating, so... Um, the whole, the, because remember when we did the airbrush course, you're talking about having to paint black or white and the fact that you can only ever use white at the highest, most point. Yeah. Everything is gray. So each just doing the base coat airbrushing is like six layers. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it's quite a bit of a process just to get the base coats done for, uh, the white scars, but because it makes such a difference in the detail of the model, because if you just do it white, it just looks super bland and kind of just washed out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've been doing all that work and getting all the base coats done for that. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I started a small Mechanicum army, which I kind of talked about in the shame. So that was kind of a funny process. Uh, Nico here was selling some stuff. We did a trade, so I got it for, like, super cheap, and I made a list with it, and it ended up being this kind of goofy, not-so-normal Mechanicum army, which is... I think it sounds really cool, man. Yeah. uh, The funny thing is how little I'll actually probably play it. So I got some ideas for the future in that. Wink, wink. I can already think of some fluff. I was, was you you know, you sort of mentioned it. It could be, like... uh, uh, a tag mata that has fought like a lot of orcs and during the great crusade Ooh. and they're just super used to fighting just in deep 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 green dick i don't know <laughs> penises they call it yeah uh but on top of that i um i've got a i started painting the fire raptor because so the big thing with my white scars it's going to be a very aerial army um, aerial army hmm yeah, oh, like so, like like in flight, Ariel. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I was so, just like, are um, you going to do Ariel so, font on everything? Ooh, delicious! No, uh, but so I'm going to I'm eventually going to get a Thunderhawk Royal Army. Really? But yeah, that's the plan. I'm actually planning on ordering it as for my own Christmas present to myself. Ooh, Santa's yeah. going to bring it. Yeah, Santa's going to bring me a, a, a Thunderhawk. I, when I'll build and paint it is another thing. What do you mean? You'll build and paint it in like two days, knowing you. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to practice painting like an uh, air unit that's quite blocky. So I'm practicing, I'm doing a fire after first. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes, yeah. So I started painting the fire after first. And then uh, John showed me this cool, uh, like, kabuki demon uh, that guy put in the Cessus Assault Ram. Okay. Uh, remember that, John? He's peeing right now. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> I was, I, I thought of that and I asked my lady, uh, she's a tattoo artist, how she could do that. And they have like a paper that I could easily do and just like put over the area, cut out the air, what all the detail on and airbrush it on. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be able to airbrush the detail on with just some like 
cutting out the paper properly because it's like see-through. So just doing a, a stencil, basically. Yeah, just going to be doing a stencil, but it's like a super it's like detailed. A see th- it's like a see-through paper, so you can kind of trace over it and then cut it out. Is that the exact? Idea? Okay, that's exactly cool. the idea. So that'll be cool. So I can do some really. So my idea was doing some really cool different effects, uh, really tying into like the Asian and Mongolian and like the the theme of the of uh, the white scars in general. Okay, that sounds awesome. And bring some of that kind of detail in because they don't have a transfer sheet from Forge World, right. so all the details yet. I have to do on myself. Oh, exactly. Yet, um, making an army for the White Scars has been kind of difficult because, as with a Thunderhawk, it's a lot of points that might not come in when you need it. Even with White Scars having all the benefits to reserve rolls. Okay. So I'm not putting a Death Star in it. I'm literally debating on like just flying in and just dumping a bunch of tacticals to run an objective. It's not a bad idea. It's probably yeah. the most logical, really, because like with a Thunderhawk coming in, it's like, oh, cool. I have a He's guaranteed ta- turn three assault with a fucking Death Star. Cool. So instead yeah. of yeah, worrying about a Death Star, just like flying it, unloading a bunch of tacticals and stuff, yeah. and then them running and just being like, we got where the objective, bro. Sounds like a smart. Uh, yeah, yeah, sounds like an alright. Maybe like a plasma support squad or something like that. Yeah, you probably should put something that has some lethality in there. Yeah, and then uh, so on top of that, so uh, one of the local guys was selling um, his his heresy stuff. So we all pull pull a bunch of us pulled together and bought it all. So now I'm converting. Is this someone we met? Uh, no, you haven't met him. Okay, but basically but, everyone we know up there bought that army. Like yeah, you, Matt, and Gilbert, Gilbert and, Nico. and Nico. Yeah, wow. yeah. So I got like a bunch of stuff in that, but I got six drop pods, <laughs> nice. and then I procured four more drop pods today, and then I'm getting three more drop pods because I've made a three thousand point army that's going to be a full company of space wolves. Nice. That's crazy, man. Have fun painting those. <laughs> Well, all the space holes are done. I just got to no, pay no, the no. drop pods. I mean the, I mean the drop pods. pods. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I'll crush to 13 drop pods in a day. <laughs> in a day. <laughs> okay. Don't even worry about that. Well, first of all, their space was gray. Like, yeah. It's yeah. But you got to put some love into them. Probably like a red strip. And then on top of that, like all the burn marks. Mm, are you going to do marks. the insides? Yeah, we're going to do the insides, which is... Again, won't take too, too much time. Cool. Because I can assembly line it all. Yeah, just just do a metallic spray with some wash and a quick dry brush and basically go all the day. Pull out some details. Maybe do a little bit of OSL on the the little light track, which won't take too long. Cool. Uh, So, yeah. So, that'll draw. So, this place is going to be a drop out army. So, and I'm going to tie that into me doing this table. So, I saw this new terrain that came out for the game Warcry. Yep. And it's super Egyptian as hell. Yeah, like all the different platforms and, and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's literally like the perfect fucking. And so I'm going to. I went and raided my closet and I always find endless amounts of things in there. What did you find now in there? I found an entire Age of Sigmar army that I traded for terrain. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. Teo, you. It never cease to amaze me. Well, uh, I actually I got to have a game with Virgin last night. Oh, and really? I was just, yeah, he got a, some time away from the the kid and wife, and he's like, "I want a game." <laughs> and so <laughs> he just raged out like that. 
Yeah, or one hundred percent. But so he, he came over, and I was like telling him about the band and stuff, and he's just like, "That is such a Teo thing, just like manifesting whatever he wants, and just people just giving it to him." Manifest Destiny Teo for sure. Yeah, manifest Destiny Teo. Because uh, we ha- we had a friend donate us uh, my band a PA system. Oh, sick! Yeah, yeah. Nice. So we, I have a PA if we ever do events that we don't have a. Oh, that's yeah. We should bring that to. Uh, you should come down for the the Warriors weekend because they didn't have a PA, yeah, and then we can wow. have a PA and we can drown them out. <laughs> I think they did yeah. have a PA. They had a they had like one speaker that like wasn't good. Yeah. If we have a yeah. band PA system, we could be like Titanic is players and just like yeah, exactly. echo that out. So much better. Yeah. I love the idea of us. There's a the sick reverb event. setting on it too. A reverb setting? Oh, reverb. Okay. Oh, yeah. And we can actually set up three mics. I wanted to, to do it on like the Titanic day when it's like the smallest event in the place, and it'll just yeah, and we have the, the biggest noise <laughs> <Yeah>. and like <laughs> just have endless like war horn it's fucking like, noises for engine kills. Yeah, absolutely. Just like just so everyone in this entire place knows, full of like a hundred and whatever people, there is a warlord blowing. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, and so. I'm going to start this table, which you're going to do a Prospero table. And uh, I'm going to, I'm probably going to rebase my spaces to be more Prospero themed. Oh yeah. Okay. And so I can really do a proper Prospero burn space of army where they're drop potting in. So what are you thinking about for a mat then? Like, are you, are you, are you going to do a mat or are you going to do a hard table? I think I'm going to do a hard table. Okay. Uh, because I have an idea. I really like the idea of having the pyramids, but there's such a cumbersome thing. So I'm probably going to make two-by-two tiles that are the pyramids, but you can go through the bottom section of the pyramid. Okay. And build, uh, like, a, a, an area where, like, uh, infantry and contemptors could walk through, but not tanks. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, you, like, you take off the top of the pyramid, and there's, like, little things going in there. Like, you're walking into the building and, like, clearing out Thousand Suns scum. Sweet. Yeah, I've yeah. I've I've definitely eyed up that terrain because it's it one it's like large. It's yeah. it's you can get a lot of it like it for it's still GW prices but for the amount of area that it takes up on a table it's actually pretty good and you could paint that stuff up real quick. Yeah. Like airbrush like, it, do a wash in the cracks, you know, some dry brushing on top, boom bam, done. So like working with a buddy of mine's got a 3D printer, he's going to 3D print me like big plinths mm. that are that are like broken plinths. So yeah. Two of those war cry sets, make these pyramids, and then some ruined terrain. And I should have a table for pretty easy. Sweet. Yeah. I look forward to it. Nice. So the idea is obviously with one of our events, Citizen Soldier, I can have my that be also my display board. Yeah, totally. For the painting competition of like the crash drop pods all across the map. There's and a like, lot of gamers in our group, too, who'd be happy to have a Prosper, a prosper table for yeah. sure. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, we look forward to seeing that. Yeah, should be shock. <laughs> All right, is that it for you? That is it for me. All right. Yes, John. <laughs> breaking into her, bud. <laughs> what's uh, what's going on with you? Well, what's going on with me is a whole lot less than what's going on with you, but I'm still <laughs> pretty satisfied with it. Um, okay, so I painted up my Legion Herald. Oh, wow, and just like the amount of time that we recorded, you painted it up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm have just messing with you. Yeah, I've okay. seen it. I think yeah. we've all seen pictures of it. It's pretty awesome. It's very hot. I, I like put it I put it on hold for a couple of years because I wanted to like be able to do something that just made it justified it because I think it's one of the best 30k models. Yeah, the, Sons the Sons of Horus or Sons of Horus banner yeah. dude. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked on that. And but, you the the transfer work you did on that too is like yeah. tits. Yeah, yeah the, I imagine that. putting the transfers on those banners is probably just a bitch. Well, on normal banners, it's a bitch. On this banner, it's a super bitch because <laughs> you literally have to like cut a bunch of it off. Like, so here's the thing: I went online and I was like looking for pictures of this fucking model because I wanted to see if someone had applied the transfer that you know is sort of intended for a banner. It's like the most detailed transfer in that size. It was like, okay, this is obviously meant for a banner. I'm going to go look up a picture and see if, like, if I can get a picture to see how someone sort of did this. Not a single fucking one. They're all just like, this that model, but they just cheaped out, and they were like, we're just going to use the Sons of Horus eye or whatever because it'll be easier to apply. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I went in blind, and I was like, I'm going to try it, man. And then, like, I did it, and it was going really bad, and it tore in half, and then, like, <laughs> oh I, had, I had to cut it in half, like, or I had to cut part of it off when I'd already, like, I put it on. I realized there was a section that still needed to be snipped off. But it after fiddling it with it for, like, fucking 15 minutes... And putting like maybe ten coats of microsol on it so that it like evaporate like it would yeah. absorb into like the chains and the stuff. It worked. <laughs> just done like just fucking rested in microsol. Yeah. It looked like yeah, it, was... it took a while, <laughs> but it worked great. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy with that model. That mount that like I don't know if I've showed that to you in person, but that model. I haven't seen it in person. I've seen it before. Cool. You did the transfer, but not with uh, just the pictures. I've seen yeah. it with the transfer on it. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. But yeah, so the whole thing he's, you know, hundred percent painted now. Awesome. Bam. Um then when you came over and you basically you brought your tactical support squad and some other stuff and I painted it because I want you know, you wanted me to show you show you how to do some OSL. Yeah. And you brought your detail brush, but then you forgot to bring one guy, so you left the detail brush with me. Yeah, that was such a bitch. I forgot the sergeant at home. Yeah. I was just like, motherfucker. So for the listeners, like, I don't have a detail brush. I just have a Patriot 105. So my I've been quite kind of limited in the amount of detail I can do with these brushes. And since AJ left this thing, it gave me. Well, yeah, no, I knew. I it, I it was kind of my even before like I knew I realized that i forgot the sergeant i was yeah. like okay i really don't need this so oh, i'm just gonna awesome. leave it at your place and yeah. see what happens and it seemed like quite a bit did <laughs> yeah so i just like i i had uh i have like a backlog of like 100 sons of horse infantry probably actually a little more but um so i've been in for a while there's like some tactical support squad i wanted to do and there's some like tactical marines i need to do still some reavers i need to do but i thought about it and i was like well i can't just like fucking paint aj's like tactical support squad and then not have my own like that just feels like <laughs> ridiculous so i went and painted an awesome uh sons of horus tactical support squad they're like my best looking uh fucking infantry now so i think it's it's, cool. that's the first time in in our podcast history too that like two of us have done the same the exact same thing over the for yeah. hobby yours you have more i only painted eight you painted 10 but yeah well then, but I my win. eight are I worth your then. ten, son, because I'm Blissisco five, bitch. Fuck so you. I win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, I, uh, while doing that, I base coated a couple characters. Like I base coated my uh, Pravian, 
who I've also done a little bit more work on, actually. Um, I've got, like, some of the details done on him. He just basically needs, like, a little bit, like, maybe another, like, hour of, like, details to be picked out on him. He's done. Right. And then uh, my Mortificator got the base codes on that. And then Tybalt Mar as well. What are you using for your Mortificator again? Uh, it is a... Um, Ravia, isn't it? No, no, he's it's got a, a separate it's sort one. of a kit bash with like a secondary head. Like a, I think it might have the Pravian head on. Oh, okay. But it's uh, it's the uh, fucking tech, the thirty k Mark Four Tech Marine with like an alternate head. Oh, and, and I put the okay, s- yeah. Staff like I put like a bit of uh, a thing on it from uh, Bisterius Crawl crawls like weapon pack for the staff so it looks oh, like yeah. he's got like a big prod it looks like he's got like a big like electric prod on the front oh that's perfect yeah he's just nice. like prodding them dreadnoughts yeah, blah, it works blah. perfect uh yeah there's a listener that we have and he's in one of the chats and he called me out he's like oh that staff doesn't look like it does the job and i was like fuck you i like my staff and i looked at it, i was like i actually don't like my staff so i went back and i was like looking through my bits and then I, found <laughs> that. I was like okay i could make this work put it on it looks infinitely better so nice thanks to that guy for uh, calling me Call out. Yeah. So, uh, what else have I done? Uh, I did a small thing of painting up my second Sakaran Punisher. So, I now have two Sakaran Punishers. <laughs> so, that's kind of hot. Um, yeah, I'm stoked with how that turned out. Yeah, we won't see that in the Chine Techs campaign, will we? No. No. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last night, and uh, not last night, the night before last night, and uh okay i'll I'll go back (laughs) so i think it was like thursday i got kind of crazy and i was like oh i'm gonna have this titanicus game with aj soon i should probably start working on my acasis night and my uh i have a warhound that i need to do and i was like okay i'm just gonna start like spraying red on these things because i had like the base stuff done on the acasis and um i wanted to get yeah i had that had the bones on the acasis because I bought it, like, after we went... We, we went to the Spire, like, last weekend. I brought back an Acastus. I built it. And then over the course of the week, I, like, sprayed the bone plates on it. And, um... But in doing so, in working on my mini Acastus, as well as my other Titanicus Warhound to do the red on it, I got, like, the gumption. I realized that basically it was like, okay, I'm playing my Titanicus army alongside my 30k army. My plan has been that my night house, uh, I will have... Every time I you know, have a class of knight that matches my 30k army that I'll have, like, that character in my Titanicus army, and they'll play, like, represent a scion. So, you know, my, my uh, obviously my lancer is going to be my lancer in 30k and all that. Right. But I realized, I was like, okay, so my fucking Porphyrion that I have in the real game needs to, like, represent my scion. And I was, like, looking at it, and I was like, well, my fucking scion can't just be, like, fully like white after I've done like reds and like made my, my new Acastus look like all pimped out. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well I guess it's time to go back to my Porphyrion and like your full, your full size. Yeah. My full size one. So I got ridiculous and I like, I, I repainted one of the knee pads on it to make it red. And I think it looks, it looks really good. Like, honestly, it's awesome. But then I wasn't really happy with like how it just looked like the overall model, yeah, like the overall model. So you, you when you have like the balance a like wasn't a, there, the balance right? yeah. isn't there exactly. So like I um I went back and did the shoulder too, and then like I 
yeah, later on the night I was looking at it, I remembered that when I magnetized it, I'd like damaged a whole bunch of it. Like there's like scratches all over certain parts of it. So I went back and corrected all those because I had to do like the dull coat on it. And then I also went back and fixed the white. The layers, <laughs> and like, so like, yeah, I basically like spruced it up. Yeah, I spent like three and a half hours like tuning up my fucking Porphyrion. So now it looks like gorgeous again. Sweet. And uh, yeah, painted up mostly did that at Cassis. Um, we had planned this game today. So like I was working on it Thursday. Dude, those fucking things, man. You think a Titanicus of Cassis, it's like, oh, that'll be easy to paint. It's so small. Dude, there's so much trim on that little fucker. It's like. Yep, <laughs> that little uh, fucker. It's just like the, dude, that's just the smaller, story of AT. Man, a, yeah, it is, it's true, but it's smaller than a dreadnought. And this thing has taken me like it took me an hour and a half to spray the base coats on it. It took me probably about forty five minutes to spray the red on it because I had to like go back and fix it. And then it took me two and a half hours to fucking do the trim alone. So this little fucking model is just taking so long, but it looks awesome. But it does like, look really good for but sure. It's like, it and they t- do work man. in the game. Yeah, we're finding that out currently. Yes. So yeah, so yeah, I did that, and uh, that's about it. Uh, yeah, sweet. Well, all three of us have been crushing. Like I know I'm definitely on a roll right now, and I'm trying to keep that for as long as i possibly can cranking on it and just cranking i'm i'm definitely in that mode where i'm like any free time i've got i want to be painting and when i'm not painting i'm thinking about what i want to be painting so i yeah i'm, I'm trying to harness that and yeah. see how far it can actually go this time before it crashes and burns no it's not it's nice i because i think we both kind of been going through the same thing where it's like oh we get these spurts of like Yours has been pretty ridiculous, but then I also realized yours. You know, mine has like been ridiculous too. As much as I, I didn't know. That's the thing. You were like, "Oh, I painted like thirty one hundred points in the last like month or whatever." You said two months. Day. Yeah, two months. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh wow, that's crazy." I wish I painted that much. And then I started adding up the points of the shit that I painted, and I was like, "Oh, I actually have. I painted a fucking like two huge Lords of War. I painted yep. like a like tactical like a fucking expensive tactical squad like." Uh, whatever else like a Sakarin, like all these like different things i was like fuck man in two months i painted three thousand points i can't believe i came from being like i have a fucking chaos welcome to the club (laughs) 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 totally but that's but here's the thing this is the thing is i'm painting a lot but my quality of my painting is also going up that's the thing i'm putting more that's what happens when you paint more and more like when you get enjoying it but i'm put yeah exactly i'm putting more effort into every model in a way that i didn't used to that that's the biggest thing it's like i'm painting these like tactical support marines and i painted those with like looking at them like when i did the especially the sergeant but i kind of painted them like i would paint like a mid-tier character back in the right day where i really put like the time into them like well you just got faster doing those processes that's part of it, but it's also just like being neat and tidy and not skipping on anything. That's the thing. I'm not yeah. skimping. I'm yeah. doing like two coats. Like, you know, when I do like a metallic color, like some, I'm doing like two coats right now. It's not something I like to do before. I'd like kind of avoid having to do two right. coats. So I'm like, you know, to make it like so it's very clean and, you know. Crisp. Yeah, crisp. So, yeah, that's great though. It's awesome. Nice to- well, we're all three of us are definitely winners, I think, on. Uh- Wieners. On this current round of hobby progress. Exactly. All right. So let's kind of continue with this conversation. We'll take a quick break and get back into uh, the 90s hit movie, How Teo Gets His Mojo Back. Yeah. Uh, 
Wow, John, your hobby game's looking pretty swole. Yeah, it's because I've been uh, clanging and banging at uh, Everything Games out there in Langford, but... Everything Games? You mean Rob's store? Yeah, they've got pretty much everything for all your uh, hobby game needs. Everything Games has all your hobby needs, from Plastic 30K, Deptus Titanicus, Warhammer 40K, Age of Sigmar, X-Wing, Magic, and Board Games. Everything Games has you covered. Visit everythinggames.ca for more. Uh, my name is Whoopi Goldberg. It's not Whoopi wasn't in. How do you get your groove back? Is, is it Whitney Houston? Is it not Whitney Houston? Who is I don't. It? I don't know. I, I. It's neither of those people. It's a black lady. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, welcome to How to Get Your Mojo Back, aka '90s hit movie How Teo Got His Groove Back. Yeah. Uh, Which we don't know the main actress for. No, but in our eyes, the main actress is Teo Breeze. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. I, am a, I am a sassy black woman at times. <laughs> you can be. You can do it. <laughs> so yeah, I thought I kind of, you know, brainstormed this idea because I realized after the last, when we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for this episode, it's like, hey, wait a minute. I've kind of gotten back into my iron hands, which I haven't touched since the beginning of this podcast. Teo, you've started to get back into your white scars. And John, you've started to get back into your sons of Horus. Yeah. So I thought, hey, let's... Uh, and to a lesser extent, Titanicus. And Titanicus, I yeah. guess that's true. I think that's going to be your next kind of big push of yeah. old old projects. But yeah, I thought that this is kind of... Uh, it's it's currently what's going on with us, and I thought that we could talk about like you know all of us hobby hobbyists, we all fall off the the wagon, and we're like, oh well, you know, I'm not going to paint anything until I, or I'm not going to buy anything until yeah. I painted everything, and you know that sometimes doesn't happen. So I think we should talk about it, talk about our feelings, you know, yeah. how we <laughs> how we uh, how we got the the mojo back to get back into these. Uh, these old projects. So, um, Teo, maybe I can kick it over to you that we can maybe talk about like how projects kind of fall by the wayside. Well, before we uh, get into how to get our mojo back. Well, uh, a big thing for what projects happen for me is if I, if I don't enjoy playing a project, doing a project anymore, is if I find the army boring to play. Okay. Uh, so if I don't enjoy playing the army for whatever reason, I just generally don't feel inspired to paint. And the biggest thing that makes me not want to play my army or add to it is if I'm winning too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's true because if you play the game and you keep winning, keep playing people and it's just kind of ends up starting stagnating. You're like, even if you add a different unit, the army's going to generally play fairly the same. So, but if you're losing, you're getting more inspired to put, Oh, maybe if this unit put this unit, it might help me. Or if I try this, something different, you're more inspired to get like new units and like paint them up to play with them and things like that. I think everyone's different with that, but well, they know yeah. that's a good one. I, you know, when I was putting together my notes, I didn't even think about that. Cause I'm more of the, like more of a hobbyist kind of thing, but that's, yeah, yeah that's definitely interesting of, uh, of, you know, if it's not, if it's not getting your uh, tactical side, if you will, kind of titillated, then yeah. uh, then that's something that kind of burns you out a little bit. 
100%. And like specifically for my white scars, I was going through some shit in my life and I had to sell them. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I I don't know if you've ever looked at how expensive jet bikes and stuff are. They're not cheap. They're not cheap. So doing a white scars army again over over again is a financial investment. I would almost call it a financial burden. Yeah. And so doing it, you can't do it lightly. So uh, my Meg Mojo was making sure it wasn't my only army. Gotcha. Is it so? If you have multiple armies, you can put this is the game. What I'm going to play with when I need to games. This is the army I'm going to put my time into. Right. Because if you, if it's the same thing, then you're just not getting enough games in, meaning you're not feeling inspired enough to get new units because you're just like, oh, I'm just going to grind it out so I can have some games. Okay. Yeah. And that's what happened originally was I just, it was my only army. I just grinded it out to make sure I could get games in. Okay. I think part of what feeds into this too with you is that you tend to pick like these very um, like specific sort of themes, like um, uh, maybe gimmicks a little bit. And it seems yeah, like well, you end up kind of playing into like a, an army and it's sort of, it's like, well, it's fun for a while, but then when that gimmick is sort of just like played out, it's, it, it, you kind of like seem like you, you get kind of bored with it and you're like, okay, well. And that, that's the same thing of like the, the winning, like when, it's on the same point. Like if you play the army over and over again, you get the same result and again, it gets boring. Uh, so the one big thing I'm doing different for the white scars is that I'm intending on playing lots more smaller point games. Hmm. Uh, and like slowly doing it. So I feel more I'm like, Oh, well, I like that. The, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So playing something like a thousand point sp- game. Special. That's the thing. Yeah. When you really slow grow an army and you put the love into it and you're just like, okay, I know I'm going to paint this stuff nicely. I'm going to, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to take my time and you're still yeah. playing with it, but you're not feeling like, Oh, it was my normal 3000 point army. Here you go again. It's like, Ooh, I can't wait good. to add and an extra. Fi- the, yeah, exactly. It makes things feel special. It's like, it's like the idea. It's the difference between buying an army and starting with the Primark versus buying an army and having the Primark be more of the last models you add because you want to, because you want the army to like be worthy of having that. Primark. Yeah, exactly. And then me and, me and AJ are the same standpoint where like we like, we don't think a Primark should be in less than like a pretty high point game because why were they, why are they showing up? Totally. But, uh, so yeah, so with the white scars, how I got my group back was, um, having another army that I can play in between and still even expand on just with a little, with less hobbying effort and, uh, playing smaller incremental games, right? Not playing with anything that's unpainted. And really, like, getting yourself motivated. Like, I want to have a game, but I don't want to use these same units. Okay, I guess I have to buy a unit and paint it. Well, I think and and trying to go with uh, have everything painted before you're playing it will help you in yeah. terms of that, um, like, that hobby burnout of, like, oh, well, I'm not, you know, I'm winning too much with this, so now I don't want to continue painting it. Where, if, you know, at least if you're winning too much, then you've got a fully painted army that you could potentially sell. Exactly. Yeah. So whereas if I do these small incremental games, which I, honestly you're going to actually I'm going to lose a lot more because people don't realize in the 3000 point game, you have a lot of contingency plans. Right. In like yeah, a 1500 the, the point difference between a failed leadership test and a 3000 point game is a much smaller thing than a failed. Leadership exactly. Game. So yeah. like if you lose a unit in like a especially for white scars where you're paying like 400 plus points for a unit of jet bikes. Right. You're playing a 1500 point game and you lose one of your units. You're like, fuck. 
those jet bikes will be very good in a 1500 point game though. So yes, they will be. But... <laughs> so, um, so that that's how I'm getting my groove back from White Scars. Is I love playing the army. I love the lore behind them, but they were just such a financial burden. Yeah. That I couldn't do until I had the process of doing it slower, and that's what I'm doing now. Okay. Well, I think I think for me like some of the things that have affected me of projects falling by the wayside is specifically for the iron hands was painting burnout so when i last kind of painted these guys which was about three years ago i was trying to do it was probably like my first kind of teo methodology of trying to paint an army because i was basically just batch painting like thousands of points all at once so I was just doing the same. I basically did like the first two steps on maybe like 4,000 points of stuff. And it just totally burnt me out. And the breaking point for me was trying to do all of the white paneling on black on my tanks. Oh, yeah. Without before, an airbrush. Before I had an airbrush. And I was like, this sucks. I'm done. <laughs> but now being able to come back to it it's like hey well all this it's been a bit of a motivator in a way because it's like well at least these first two steps are done so i'm that much closer to the finish line um so for me that's been a really like it has been one of the things that completely burnt me out was just the hob the painting burnout of doing the same thing over and over again um but then it's also been kind of a plus because hey some of this stuff is already done um and I think the other couple things, you know, Teo, as you mentioned, like life just sometimes gets in the way. Um, and at, we're all, I think we all kind of fall to the hobby ADD or like the new hotness, right? Yeah. Like, hey, we're painting this new thing, but oh, you know, you know yeah. Friday, Friday's fucking pre-order comes out and there's like some new hotness that, oh, I need to get that and pre-order it and then paint it right away. So that can sometimes be um, be distracting. I, I don't know about you, John. Do you have like any other things that kind of falls with uh, with, you know, how things I don't get know. off I th- track or I think that you guys kind of know me because I'm a very like, you know, especially with the way that I approach my painting and the way that very I stoic in it all well i'm very like passionate about the when i when i'm like painting when you I, yeah I you're into it for it. sure really into it that's the thing it's like uh you know <laughs> like kalis is like that too it's like he's absorbing himself and like the, the like what this the, the unit is and like just like getting like into like okay i want to make this look awesome because i'm imagining in my mind what these look like right you know like and um for me i think what sort of happened with, you know, you get the new hotness, Mechanicum, got really into them, <laughs> blasted through them, you know, loved them. And you blasted through those so quickly. I, yeah, I, you, I did, you probably yeah. did more for, Felt you almost, passionate, like, just you've almost painted as much them. Mechanicum as your son's Horus, yeah. almost, in terms of points and I've value. I've had them for two years. Which so. is crazy. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. So. Has it been two years already? Yeah, it's yeah. been about two years, I think. Yeah, and I've painted, I think, since the first seventy eight hundred points <laughs> as of right now. So yeah, uh, and the thing that's with my Mechanicum is they've just been a delight because they've just been like uh, they were a, they were a palate cleanser for me. And the thing is, is that like when I came into my Mechanicum, um, 
I approached them in a different way than I'd approached my past armies because I had I had an airbrush and I had a better ability of painting and like I didn't have them when I started but I had planned like the airbrush was going to be a thing in the future. I will paint the smaller stuff while I can, and I will work up to the airbrush because I know the airbrush right. will be more important for the bigger models. And like that's you know that's how it turned out is like uh, most of my Mechanicum it's like it's been airbrushed only only on like the the like last half of it right but the last half of it is a lot more big models so I plan them out in a way that um, their just general quality was much higher so what happened is I went back and I look at my sons of Horus and start feeling like excited because because I like to play a lot of games so this is what motivates me I'll play a lot of games. And then I'll kind of, like, I like to use up, like, a style of army. I like to get a bunch of games in with a style of army. And then I'll kind of go back and, like, I want to try another style of army. So I'll start working towards that. And then, so I went for basically a year playing, like, it's been basically a year playing a lot of Mechanicum. Yeah. Some Sons of Horus, but mostly Mechanicum. And just now I'm sort of looking back and I'm going, okay, I want to play my Sons of Horus again, but now... Also, I look at my Mechanicum in their display case, I look at my Sons of Horus, and I'm more happy with my Mechanicum, and I, wa- I don't want that to be the case. So I look right. back at my Sons of Horus, and now I'm like, okay, now's the time to, like, I can You want to pimp your ride. I, I want to pimp my ride. I want them to look <laughs> awesome, and yeah, exactly. So that's been kind of the motivator, is, like, going back to my Sons of Horus and be like, oh, I want us, I want these to look awesome now. Right. I want to like, go back and be, like, fucking proud of these guys, too. So it's been just, like, you know... Um, looking at a model and then being like, Hey, do I have the urge to like, see what that would look like when it's done? Well, if I do, then maybe I'll start working on it, you know? Right. So yeah. Um, that's kind of the big thing for me. That's how I think. Yeah. Cause so both, both the two of you are more, it seems like you're more dr- that drive to get things done more comes from the gaming side of things. Is that, yeah. Do you think that's both correct for you? Both. Of I you? think it's fifty fifty for me. Fifty fifty. I think it's, it's like I, I I get excited about things from the gaming perspective because I do want to use them and that's important. But I don't just want to use them for the gaming perspective. I want to use them because in my mind they're a cool unit. I want to see them on the table. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're a powerful unit or whatever. It's more just like. If I'm going to paint it and I'm going to put the passion into it, I want to get use out of it because, like, that's half the game to me. Right. Yeah. And that's actually, that, on that note, that's a big thing for me for why I do have, as John said, these weird theme lists because I like to see armies as a whole. Yeah. You've always been like that. Yeah. yeah. Or, the, or at least the time that I've known you and in, in your, your building of, yeah. of armies for sure. I like to see the armies as a whole, as a full project. Um, I think that's that's where I get my my biggest like I don't know like pride is how it are how it all looks as a full army which also includes the concept of the like army list and style and things like that right and it's when a, you it's do a full see, spectrum like um, a full spectrum uh, satisfaction kind of thing yeah 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 well yeah I think uh, like for. For me, it's definitely been, I think, my main motivator. It's kind of been, two, I think, twofold. Definitely the number one thing is, like, filling my display cabinet of getting 
more and more stuff in there that's finished because the only stuff except for the bottom row that I'll put in there is all finished models. And just through this last push with the iron hands, I've been able to like add a whole other shelf of, of finished models in there. Yeah. Uh, so for me, that's a big thing. And also uh shout out to Maddie Virgin of just, uh, providing him with more models to use yeah. <laughs> for events. Um, but yeah, definitely like getting, getting things completed and, and trying to up, uh, up my skills as well, which is, I think also falls with both of you guys as well. Like for me, even, even that I'd had, you know, completed quote unquote models, uh, for the iron hands, like going back and like adding more transfers to everything, even that, that can be like a bit grueling of doing like, squad markings and clan markings well, on like every... when you have the display case and you look at it, you want it to look good. You're like, yeah. okay, I want, it, I want the details to be, like, evident. And that, that's exactly it. It's like, that's where I'm at, is I look at... I have always looked at your painting, and I've always looked at, like, uh, Phil's painting, and I've always looked at, like, um, you know, Brennan's painting, whatever. You look at certain models, you're like, this, this model tells a story. They put a lot of love into, like, certain models. Like, they, they've, like, obviously put thought into this, and they've put love, and it's, like, yeah. clear that they wanted this thing to look awesome. Yeah, so, it's more than, hey, let's just get a basic... Just get it done. Be, so get it, it done, like, they get it tabletop. And glance. It's like, no, it's like, the more that I look at my shit, the more that I realize it's... It, to me, it has become... The idea of rushing a model, it's like, the, the idea is, like... Uh, instant gratification on finishing something versus long-term gratification of looking at something and repeatedly looking at it and still being satisfied with it. Yeah. That's where my brain is with that stuff. Now. Right. Yeah. Also, I want to point out that like this hobby, you could burn out it if it's your only hobby. Yeah. Like I know that I pretty much didn't want to paint Jack and shit for a while now. Yeah. But and I've just been, but I'll, I'll do it because it's a commitment that I've made. But as a hobby, I've been enjoying other things far more. But that kind of helps you also spur on, like, you know what? I, I, I miss painting, and I miss, I miss putting totally. time in. It's yeah, like, and if, it's like a healthier thing to you know, like I we all bounce between our hobbies, right? Like AJ, has, like AJ has different hobbies. I have my stuff, like. Um, and yeah, it's like you go through fucking phases of wanting to paint, but it's good that you can kind of like bounce because otherwise it would just be like if all you ever had was wanting to paint, then it would just turn into like chore constant. Yeah, exactly. A chore and like a point of uh, anxiety. It's, it's like, oh, I'm not painting. I feel like it I need gives to me painting. anxiety. It's funny because it painting can can be very stress relieving for me but yeah. it can also be stressful sure. <laughs> at yeah, times where and i find um wiping wiping the palette in terms of what's on my my actual painting desk like sometimes i'll just put have too much stuff on yeah, my painting desk exactly. and it will just overwhelm me and i'll be and like oh i got so much to do be. that's how it and should yeah be. it should not be like that so occasionally like even today even that it doesn't look like it, John, like this was a mess before you came over yeah. and it was like, there's tons of paint everywhere. And yeah. it's just like, okay, like I need to need to go and clean up. And then that also helps me totally get back into things. So, yeah. Cause it's just like, I, I you know, maybe that's just cause I'm a more visual person and just seeing the clutter 
makes yeah. me just be like, oh. I'm like that too. <laughs> I, I, I have more clutter than you on a general basis, but I do, I go through the same things. Like I just do it less often where I'm like, fuck, I need to like clean up and like make this yeah. more organized because it's just a pain to work in and it makes it more exciting. It slows down the whole process. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And if you have a small space where you've got to put your painting stuff away, like I, I'm literally yeah. making an area where I'm keeping it out all the time because every time I've had to like pack away and put everything away, I won't touch it for so long because yeah. if you have unpacking everything, it just sounds like such a chore. Totally. And maybe I only have an hour and a half, two hours to do yeah, painting. Totally. But that's also, when you talk about the time, that's also something that I've been kind of um, riding on in this new um, wave that I've been riding <laughs> currently is like, if I can eat, if I can get down for even like half an hour yeah, and, totally. and do you one small down. step on like the, the squad that exactly. I'm, I'm working on. Like, oh, I'll just do that robe. That's, 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 yeah. that that's robe. the only way to get an army. That's how you do it. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and that's, a, it, it's funny. Like I was talking to my brother a little while ago and he was just like, like, how do you do it? And I was like, you know, I don't want to make this sound like an asshole kind of statement, but you just got to put, paint on the model you just got to yeah. get it done and that's the thing and then like i think for most people it seems like the more you paint the more you enjoy painting like it's oh, for me it used to be like a uh, fucking chore or like uh, anxiety inducing but now it's like when i actually do it i feel good it's like oh it can like, still be a like chore for the me gym. <laughs> the thing is is that i feel like painting is a lot like going to the gym it really is it's like your hobby gains here's the thing uh, I go I go to the gym four fucking days a week, pretty much every week. And the way that I always view it is that when I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't fucking want to go. I really don't want to go today. I could just like fucking sit at home and I could eat pizza. It's not like I never <laughs> I never fucking do that. But like 90% of the time, what I like, like to do is convince myself that it's going to be worth it to go because even though it's going to be unpleasant to bike my ass to the gym in fucking November or whatever, I'm going to feel amazing when it's done. Right. I'm going to feel so much better. My anxiety is going to be completely relieved, and that's exactly what painting is. It's the same fucking thing. It's like you have to do something that takes work. You have to, you have to put your time into it. Even if you're not in the necessarily in a huge mood for it, if you do it and you start doing it, chances are, unless you're really not in the mood for it, but chances are you will probably derive some enjoyment of it. Put some totally. music on, smoke a joint, play a little bit, or, or paint a little bit of fucking water. Put a little there. bit of Chuck Mangione on in the background. Was, yeah, was, oh, uh, speaking of one. making a joint, there'll be an announcement at the end of the episode. Oh. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I think, like, I, 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 I don't mean, like, to... What I mean by, like, you just got to put paint on the model is just, like, choose something. Like, hey, I'm going to get... I'm going to get these, these like power cords painted exactly. up. I'm going to dry yeah, brush. It's, it's those like, here's a step. It's, just, it's, it's, it's everything in life. You have to nail into an individual step. And the thing is, is that everyone gets overwhelmed because you start looking at things in this like macro scale of like, yeah. I have to get this army done. Holy fuck. I have to get this army done, dude. You don't have to get that army done. What you need to do is today you need to get the white done on three of your Myrmidons. Yeah, I'm going to get, get these the eye lenses done. On the done fucking, or... Yeah, exactly. I'm going to do the robes today. I'm going to do the base coats on the robes. And and that's the thing. I, I I personally have like started doing things where it's a cross between batch painting and like individual painting where I used to do one model at a time. I no longer do one model at a time. I do two models at a time. Right. That's kind of how I paint now. I'll do two models at a time. 
and it's faster than doing one model at a time, but it continues. It, it is a way that I can keep my enjoyment of the painting. Yeah, up you, to s- like, you set I've those seen. little goals, and then you exactly. succeed on those, and exactly. then you, you kind of ride on that succession yeah. of like, hey, well, I got that done last night. I'm going to try to do this tonight. And yeah. even if it's just a little bit of time, that exactly. I've really when been... When I say two models at a time, I mean generally more like infantry models. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, if it's yeah, yeah. Or yeah. something that's a little different, but yeah, it... I don't know, man. It's a, it's a fulfilling hobby. That's a thing. If you, if you are someone who like struggles with going back to your old projects and like finishing your back catalog and just keep buying shit and you're not really painting, like, I don't know. Just that try can to, get like, stressful. For tr- me, that gets exactly. stressful. Try and remember. Yeah, that's exactly it. Remember if you go back and you finish those old projects, all that anxiety is going to go away and just try to get some like, uh, I don't know, man, go look at some Warhammer and stuff. Yeah. Go get, like, like uh, read some novels. Up. Just like look at something and get inspired by it. Check out Instagram. Do you guys know that uh, Luna Wolves art, that fucking classic bit of Luna Wolves art? It's like some of the best art. Like from book one? Um, no, it's from one of the, it's from a Chaos Space Marine. I think it's from like the the sixth edition Chaos Space Marine book I can't. or something like that. But it's a Luna Wolf and he's like standing and he has an old school bolter. He's holding it. And the bolter has like this like really like angular, like sharp looking, like, like, uh, it's almost like bayonet. Stri- it's like very straight looking, like stylized, like classic looking bayonet. Okay. But then he's got like a top knot and he's like, obviously the wind is blowing. So he's standing on a mountain and he's Wind's got, like, blowing he's got in like, his hair. he's got like, uh, a fucking like wolf, like, like wolf pelts all over him. And she There's a wolf, awesome. cr- an, an eagle cry in the back. That's the thing. Background. You need to find a piece of art like that that represents the soul of your legion or your army. And get you need real to look hard at that it. and get inspired by it. Yeah. That's, that's my biggest. Yeah. And I think events can also be something that can be really inspiring to get back into it. Like, hey, I've got this event something in six rights. months. Yeah. I, you know, totally. I haven't touched this army. It's been, you know, something that's been brewing in the back, back totally. of my brain. Let's just commit and knock out this thousand points that I need to yeah. get done. Well, it's like that's a, we got weekend warriors coming up, you know? Yeah. Like, this is another past project. It's like uh, Titanicus that I'm getting into now where I'm like, okay. Sons of Horus are, are something I'm focusing on now as well, but like Titanic is going to be the more slightly more primary focus over the next little bit here. Um, and now we have weekend warriors. Okay, well I need to do my table. Right, and that's a good thing. It's like that's good. I need to get that fucking done. It's taken forever. Like even if it's not like a completely complete, like it's the finished table. It's like right. as long as it is like more finished than it is currently, and I can actually play on it. That's a step up. It's got to. Got to do it, and eventually, maybe I'll get the passion step up actually, too. Maybe I'll get fucking the passion to do terrain eventually. <gasps> get okay, so models. before we lose Teo here, because Teo, you got to run. Um, what are we'll start with you, Teo? What's your immediate goal um, for your scars that you've got back into? to now is that completing uh, uh, the army or are you looking at more of a smaller kind of thing what what's your immediate my goal? immediate goal for my white scars um i guess it kind of time ties into your shame a little bit but <laughs> uh yeah well actually like the shame is just kind of the progress i think i'm naturally going to make to be honest right but my immediate goal is i want it to be a spectacle a spectacle Yes. So the whole point is I'm going with an aerial army. So uh, if anyone had seen old pictures of my army, they have like these very plain spaces. I want it to be what I want when somebody walks by it. They want I want to see them to see all the planes and all the bikes and be like, shit. 
You, that's my goal. You want, you want someone to be like, someone put some serious love into this. That's yes. Cool. And yeah. That's, yeah. that's something it, it I don't do story. often. Um, I really, like, I'm really trying to be paid more patient with this and take my time and only paint when I feel like I want to paint them. Exactly. And you want your army to tell a story. You want to set up your yeah. army and you want people to look at it and see that you've, like, crafted a narrative through the way you've painted it. So my goal for my white, so my immediate goal for my white scars is to have it be a real representation of what I can do. I like that goal. That's I'm a really very, solid I'm goal. I'm very excited. No points based around that. Me Just, and AJ have talked about this before where we're like, we've always wanted to see what you would do if you put the, to actually put the time and the love into something. Yeah. So we're both really excited to see. What and then he's going to bring it down next year to Armies on Parade and, yeah. and he's going to sweep it. And then Boys of the Golden Throne sweep for and we're three, like three years way, like, like our dicks will grab and they'll like, they'll like, uh, Dylan, you son of a bitch, together. <laughs> like that, that, like that, that tattoo of the tattoo, of yeah. the fucking dudes doing the yeah. fucking yeah, hand exactly. grab, and their dicks are doing it exactly. at the same time. Yeah. But it's three yeah. ways. It's three ways. I, that's hot. Uh, the holy trinity. <laughs> All right. So, John, what about you and uh, and your sons of Horus? Uh, in the immediate, so my sons of Horus, I have two motivators with them and sort of like what I want to do with them. For a while, my sons of Horus started kind of taking, um, a little bit of a backseat in a way maybe because I felt like I had, I didn't have answers for certain things and I'd become a little bit frustrated playing against certain kinds of lists with like draw bar with like. I want to use my Reavers. I want to use these like units that I want to use, but they're not necessarily the best on the table. And right. these are whenever I play these lists, they suck at like anti-tank. <laughs> so I had this dual, this dual like uh, motivation of like I want my Sons of Horus to look awesome. I'm excited to play them again because I've been playing Mechanic, in which I'm much more static, and I love playing Mechanic. And don't get me wrong. I enjoy the... the There's just so different style armies. So different different, style, and that's the thing. And I miss my Sons of Horus because I miss, like, the fucking cutting the head off the Hydra. That's the satisfaction I've always derived from my Sons of Horus. I play them them intelligently and aggressively. Aggressively, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and so I, for a long time, I was like... um, I wasn't super into flyers, whatever, and one day I was just, like, looking, and I was like, man, I really like the lightning model, and... I realized that, like, the lightning was going to plug so many holes in my lists that it was like, okay, I have this option of, like, this awesome-looking model that I can get really into the fluff and the theme of it, and I can, like, paint it and, like, incorporate navy colors into it and, like, have a flyer, which is a little bit different, synergize with a ton of my lists that, like, a lot of the lists that I play basically should have had a lightning in them all along. Okay. (laughs) They really should have. But now it's, like using that as like a stepping stone of like the same way I've used the Sakaran Punisher where it's like this will get me motivated to like build a list where like now you kind of build it around it but now this is kind of fitting into a lot of so you know my reaver list this is this gets to where my current like focus on my sons of horses my reaver list that I've played against you I have altered that list the dreadnoughts are removed 
And instead of the dreadnoughts, I added a lightning and my plasma support squad. Ugh. So like the list went from being like really, really Gross. like struggling against armor to like actually having some answers to it. And yeah, it didn't struggle against my demons though. That's no, for damn sure. It was uh, it it had some, me. It had they some answers. Me. <laughs> but uh, but I think that list, like you've seen it, right? Yeah, that will be a cool fucking definitely list as a lightning and very and, like, different from any other Sons of Horus. Completely I've seen. different. Yeah. And and it it is. I, I love it because I've like I've sort of handcrafted it to be as synergistic as it can with that uh, right of war. It's quite, kind of a weak right of war, but I've like synergized everything to the point where I feel like it's like a good list that's fluffy, right? But it's making use of a weak right of war, but it's making the most use out of it that it can. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. And then uh, the Titanic is, is the next sort of thing yeah, as well. the next push, yeah. So I think for me and the Iron Hands, I'm actually probably getting towards the end of my... Well, we'll see how how much further I can take this now of the 3,000-plus points. Currently, I've got two Leviathans and one squad of the Immortals on my desk. I'm going to take a break to finish uh, my shame of the Secutors, but... Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep. Uh, I think f- now I'll start switch hitting back and forth, maybe between some Mechanicum stuff and some hands. But ultimately, I think my big goal for really like this is gonna be my 2020 goal is just to work on my backlog. Like I've got three, like basically two completely unpainted armies of my. Uh, like, well, I guess the. Um, yeah. Alpha Legion are somewhat painted, so that will be good for getting back into them, that they're about half painted. But, like, I've got them. I've got the um, the Custodes, which I have a few things painted for those. But, you know, I've got two full armies there that aren't painted. Tell I've, me about Custodes, sir. Like, I, <laughs> I know you do fuck, as well. I want, I want to get on that train. But, man, for whatever reason, I, they just can't hold my attention. Oh. One day I'll do it. Well, and one I'll day. love it because I'll, I'll be like dumb with grimdark for a month or whatever and i'll be like i want to paint some bright colorful gold stuff but fuck i keep getting distracted too many other things yeah i'm just gonna try to crush out as much of my backlog as possible which is probably around ten thousand points so we'll we'll see how much of that i can get through yeah i'm in the same ballpark for that yeah totally so i'm not saying that i'm not gonna buy anything because that's crazy talk he's definitely gonna get a night because he's gonna start a night house you're you're hashtag hashtag everyone start a night house you and david coman are are making it difficult i heard flipped on this i went from being anti-night house to full to night house. fully pro. <laughs> because if you can if you can theme a night house to ally with another army, it makes it really cool. If you're like, oh, I play this army, but now I want a night house that allies with this army, it's like, fuck yeah. And I could have a night house that allies with two of them. So we exactly. have a nation. Exactly. So yeah, I don't know. I think uh, you know, I, I think that it was a good topic to to discuss, you know, that we're all back into this and I, I'm very interested to see how far all three of us can kind of keep on this uh yeah, totally. this wave of of progress but uh it's it's exciting to i'm i'm really excited to get back in to this and now like especially with my iron hands it's all the fun stuff like i did i did like 40 tack marines when i first did it and they were no not fun at all <laughs> where now it's just like i'm doing las cannon squads and plasma squads and big ass dreadnoughts well, and, and here's the thing fun though, stuff like one thing that I've been doing to make my actual infantry models a little bit more fun to paint is that I've been trying to slightly individualize them. And this isn't something you can do as easily with Iron Hands because your ears are all crazy. They have, like, upgrade packs and stuff. But On everything. 
Totally. <laughs> for like mine, I'm like I'm trying to sort of like individualize them a little bit, and it's like okay, every time I do a squat, it's getting a little bit more chaotic. Right. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm just gonna throw like a little bit more. Like there's there's gonna be some skulls. I'm always gonna add some top knots to the unit and stuff like that. I'll pick some of the head. Like I have heads. Make them less just generic marines. I did the same thing for white scars. Like well, the one technical squad I have right now, half of them are uh, um, Terran born, and they'll have from Trigoran. Yeah. So like the Trigoran have like sacrificial knives and stuff on them, whereas the Terran born are more basic looking. Dude, thinking, uh, uh, talking about this, I need to show you. I need to link you to this guy's white scars, Teo, because uh, this there's one guy I follow on Instagram that does these like insane white scars with like samurai fucking horns and like he's, samurai horns, dude. Oh my god, he oh, took he took you, red butchers and he cut them completely apart and like put like samurai terminator helmets on them. Whoa! And oh my god, they are gorgeous. He made he made the ultimate. Very cool. It's very inspiring. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I hope people have gotten inspired with our inspiration <laughs> in our <laughs> in our old projects. Yes. Teo, I know you got to run, so we will uh, we'll end this little segment here, and we will boot Teo off into the the sweet night, and John and I will be back here to talk about our trip to the spire. Shit. For a mega battle. So we'll be back here in a second. Yeah, she don't want tears. All right. Careful. (laughs) We're back. John and I just got into the whiskey. The whiskey for the first time since we fell asleep on camera. (laughs) It's true. It's never happened. So uh, here, chin chin. Chin chin. We've eaten this time, so we're... uh, So we should be in better shape than last time. We're going to probably order some pizza, too. What are we? The gluten? You're not afraid of gluten. The gluten? (laughs) I'm so scared. I love it. I want it in me. (laughs) <laughs> only if we do you bring the syringes and dirty spoons because that's the only way I enjoy gluten now I conjure up a syringe and a dirty spoon excellent okay then we can order pizza okay. uh, so yes we are back we uh, we ditched Teo to the curb uh, because we are going to talk about our little trip to the spire the other weekend fuck yeah yeah so Teo wasn't able to come with us unfortunately because it would have been an extra blast it would have been crazy with Teo. Can I just open this with saying that uh, that was a blast? It, <laughs> it was a really good time. It was a good time. So we, it was John and I, uh, G. Bert, uh, G. Bert, James, and uh, our, our boy, the hands of the podcast, Mr. Eric Prospero. Burns. We finally got him out. It was finally awesome. got him out. So we we all went over there. You, I went over the night, the day before, because I didn't want to wake up at like some god awful. <laughs> Time to take the ferry over. Five thirty a.m. I yeah, left fuck to drive that to noise. <laughs> so I was over there the night before and hung out with a friend, and then met you guys at the spire. You guys woke up at the crack of dawn and piled into James's sweet ass jeep. Yeah, bumpity bumped over to the spire. I was hung the fuck over because me and James the day before had uh, we went to uh, Winterbrow. 
Oh, really? Were you hungover? Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally didn't notice at all. I was later on the day, but when I got there, I was, like, in, like, full, like, John slightly hungover, (laughs) like, yep, I'm existing. (laughs) Fine, I'll deploy, but I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, we went to, uh... We went to the Canoe Brew Pub for uh, um. for some, you know, switch to so that I'm just saying this because this is my start of the size. Yes, okay. <laughs> so we also had uh, from over in Vancouver, Brennan, of course, hosted. Uh, we had Cam and Chris, our our boy Raymond, and then Sterling ended up coming as well. That yeah, was awesome. Which was awesome with his custode. So uh, basically, we we're going for this giant. Uh, remembrance day mega battle and yeah. it was very uh interestingly set up and yeah it was really cool we had so james ended up bringing his okay i guess for teams it was myself with my iron hands cam was our our uh, team captain with his iron hands running ferris uh yeah. we had and a uh, falchion yeah and a falchion yeah. yeah we had uh chris with his night house yeah. and uh, and James with his uh, warlord, warlord Titan. <laughs> warlord Titan. <laughs> yes. Uh, so everyone brought five thousand points, except for James, who brought his warlord or this. Sorry, the Cyarchon or the psychic the, uh, warlord. The, uh, so it's it's actually painted in those colors and everything. It's the uh, Legio Sinister fucking warlord. So it's the psychic one. So for those who don't know, I believe the standard warlord is like twenty seven fifty points, and it's we all know it's a warlord. It's, it's crazy, fucking brutal. It's, it's like thirty thirty hall points or something. Yeah, right? it's like thirty hall points, AB fifteen, and like impossible to kill as a five up invulnerable save. Can't really hit it in close combat. It's a beast. Um, <laughs> but he has the psychic one, which is like extra fucked. So it's like, hey. How about those, like, 30 hull points? How about I just, like, repair D3 a turn? <laughs> also, how about I just, like, uh, put a Nova attack in the middle of your night house that uh, does a does a uh, haywire hit to everything within Really? It can do that? <laughs> I was so glad I was on the other side <laughs> of the board. so brutal, yeah. But it's very fucking cool. So anyway, and this was a super game for it. Super well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah it can commissioned by some guy so that was the loyalist side and then for the traitor side there was eric with his iron, iron hands with purdy iron warriors or sorry iron purdy warriors Robo. yeah yeah not iron hands you with your xana yeah uh raymond with his world eaters yeah and then gilbert had two warhounds yeah, and two his reaver and a reaver and then who else do we have we had brennan with his thousand and brennan sons. with his thousand sons was yeah that it? yeah Oh, and Sterling was on my Sterling, side. With, uh, oh yeah, Sterling was also on your side. With the custodes. And there, so I feel like we're missing someone on our side, but I can't remember who. But uh, regardless, those were basically the trader and loyalist. It was uh, 5,000 points per player. I think we had, I think it ended up being 10 players total. I think it was five a side. So it was 5,000 points per player for eight of those people. So it was like, what does that work out to for for math? It's like four. It was like twenty thousand points aside. Yeah, plus something the Titans. like something like that. Yeah. So I brought my Ordnatus. Uh, AJ brought his uh, okay. Iron Hands with my Glaive. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that I had been painting um, of that big push of Iron Hands had kind of been leading up to this event. I was trying to yeah. get like full, fully painted everything on the on the table and. 
luckily yeah, I succeeded really cool. with that. So, um, and then we, Brendan, um, put together like a, a mission for it. Basically we all, um, we all basically paired off. So we each paired off across the table from another player. And basically you, the only way that you were able to score victory points was if you killed targeted, the targeted that player and killing their units played like a game. You know, basically like it was like 10 individual games playing at the same time, except not actually because you could target other players, but if you killed one of their units, you would lose victory negative, points. Yeah, yeah you for your team. Victory points versus getting positive. Unless you had killed uh, the opposing your, your, your opposing player's warlord. Yes. So it was really, really cool. I, I really liked it. I really liked it. Like I was a little unsure how it was gonna how it was gonna play out in the end because I was you know I've played in these big games before where you know one player just gets sweeped right away, but one player's usually gotten sweeped right away because all the other players on the other side have teamed up and just annihilated yeah. one person to get them off the table, basically. Yeah. So with this... Which is, that, and that's the thing. That's Apocalypse games are not fun because they end up being like that 90% of the time. And I find a lot of the time, too, they just kind of de- dissolve because you have, like, people. three people that are trying to initiate with one person and they're just like, okay, well I have to wait for him to go through or him or her to go through these, you know, multiple different phases with this other player. I would vastly rather play a scenario like what we played than if I had to choose between that and a regular apocalypse style game, I would vastly choose this Mm -hmm. every single time. Like, well, we, um, we started, you guys arrived just before nine 30, something in like like nine 15, nine 30, somewhere in there. And we took lunch at one. Yeah, we were done that. And game. we finished at, by like five thirty. Exactly. And That's we completely uh, like unlike as someone who just played a fifty thousand point game literally like a, a fucking month, month ago or whatever. Yeah. Like this was way faster. Yeah. And like here's the thing. When you play these big games, too, like, I don't know about you. Well, I do know. <laughs> but like I also know about me. Like we both we get you get cranky when it's like Okay, I've been playing this for like so four long. Turns. It's taking for fucking ever. We're not got really like, getting anything done. It's like the one player that kind of takes a little too long, and it's like it's fine. It's like whatever. It's the the way that you play, but you've always got the players that take longer than the others, and it ends up adding on to how long the overall turn takes, and it just makes it kind of a nightmare. Yeah, like, like most of the big games, I don't like. <laughs> yeah, like I I don't mind two versus two when it. This when it's, felt like an immersive, more immersive, like sort of one v one game. It's like it's like. Yes. So you would have interference, which is fine, but it just it felt like it was like, oh, we're having this like giant battle, and because we're deployed across from each other, it makes sense that we'd only be targeting each other. But you know, you could get some intervening fire for sure. Totally. So it did. It did. You know, but what it did was it didn't. Ha- it, it made it so that you wouldn't have players just being like, um, oh, there's a fucking falchion on the other team. Let's just all fucking every D everything we got go on that, that. totally. And so that's not all we had. We had, so we basically played an equivalent to um, Hamber and Anvil over. I think it was. Uh, it was three a sixteen four, by four, four, four six by fours. Uh, three, yeah, four, some, four, four six them. by fours. Yeah, and each player had a four foot 
deployment by one foot. And you had to tight. deploy in there too, which was and you had also to deploy, so you deployed against the team, the the player that you were paired. Against. Yeah, because that can be another thing with those big games is that oh, I'm gonna like Moving deploy, around. I'm gonna deploy exactly. this tank on this side of the board, and then I've got exactly. half my stuff on the other side of the board, and I'm running back and forth, and it just slows down the process. So yeah. having every it's like this is your deployment zone. You have to bring everything in here. You know, you can't it, null deploy people. It's just a way better way of doing it. You, yeah. you won't have to wait for players to move their shit out of your way so you can move, which is like the worst. Like this, like I'm, I, this was my idea. That deployment thing was my idea. Right. I told Brandon, I was like, I think this is the way that you actually make this game work. And then he came up with the idea for the victory point thing, which I in, in initially I was a little bit skeptical of, but actually having it played, I, I, I thought it was for the better. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it definitely like it definitely changes the dynamic of that apocalypse game because it's exactly. not it, it's more con, it's I guess more controlled as a way of, of describing it because you're just going you're you more need to gun it, for your opponent before you can gun for other people exactly so a strategy but there's also just like it's cool because it feels like you're getting to like you're getting to have your cool shit happen and not have like oh my Ferris versus Fulgrim fight on the middle of the table which is not something that happened in this game no. <laughs> but as an example of something that can happen I think Ferris, Ferris and Fulgrim pretty happened but you got your fucking we, we warlord titan on the game and your warlord titan is like what's the highest point value thing i can annihilate oh i'll take a yeah. 10 inch d shot in the middle of that death star like yeah. you know that's what happens in these games so totally. we uh brandon had also written these really cool rules that was like uh so we had <clears throat> gilbert and james and we basically allotted that they had no actual armies what they had was uh their titans so gilbert had a uh reaver titan and two warhounds with uh, double D double weapons, D's, which yeah. obviously normally you'd be like, that's a dick move. But in this scenario, we were very thankful for it because we're fighting a fucking warlord. Yeah. And um, and then his reaver had the the triple, triple black. D, the triple kind of man, the apocalypse missile launcher, which is very mediocre. And then the chain fist, which is the worst super, super mediocre. <laughs> it's not. I wouldn't call it mediocre. I would call it horrible. The, the fucking hottest of trash. <laughs> James, so, uh, you know, a quick, quick aside, fast forward. James literally allowed Gilbert to um, get his reaver into combat. Let's say he, he gave him uh, some bonus on movement. the charge rolls, some bonus movement. And some Gilbert bonus haul points. Finally got to <laughs> the combat with it. And because it's only weapons, it's only hitting the, the warlord on fives. Oh really? Oh, because of the yeah, he all three of his shitty attacks that he paid plus fifty. No, sorry, plus seventy five points for over a three shot ranged D weapon, which is like how. I how just, does that? I just work? can't even like how does talk about this yeah. right now. It's like <laughs> ridiculous, but it was cool. Uh, so yeah, we had these two uh, Titan forces that were fighting, and basically we had them deployed sort of in the center of the battlefield. And yeah. th- this was the rule. It was basically a gentleman's agreement of if you target the Titans, um, the Titans have to target each other as a as a general rule. Like the tar- the, the Titans are the same in the same way that we will lose victory points. If we kill something of a non-opposing, you know, the player we're oppo- uh, opposing, the Titans uh, have the same rule, but it's with each other. 
So it kind of was like. But if they scattered, if you were doing like a big blast and it scattered off and then took matter. something out, yeah, it was what, then it, you what weren't. What you actually targeted was. Yeah, you happened. weren't negated points if that happened. Yeah. But um, So we kind of deployed them in the middle of the field and like the idea was we sort of had a gentleman's agreements, agreements slash like, well, if you want to be a dick and target the, this thing, then that gives that that titan free reign to target you. Right. Which was like a very good balancing factor. It was like, okay, well, if you want to shoot your falchion into my titan and fuck me over, fine. But, but next, next turn. turn <laughs> <laughs> but um, we also had a gentleman, sort of a gentleman's rule that we just weren't going to interfere with that because it was like we just want it to be cool and not like and also it. see what happens. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like it, we 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 wanted it to be. Uh, immersive and narratively it makes sense right like if there is if there is the uh, a maniple of of uh titans Titans coming after a warlord like he's not gonna be going after like a 10-man las cannon squad on the field like uh, they're definitely gonna be gunning for taking out those other titans so so this kind of stuff is great because this just shows you how there are like certain house rules that you can do to heresy to like make it a better experience for especially like specialized games like that. Yeah. You can make rules for specific scenarios, you know, with agreement of opponents and have them, you know, like it's a fucking narrative game when it comes down to it, you know? Well, it's funny cause we did like, I'm just thinking back to, the mega battle that I played at the first heresy camp where it was four versus four, we all took 2,500 points. So at the spire, we doubled that with 5,000 and we didn't have any of those rules in place. Like we had at the spire and that game took like seven hours. Yeah, exactly. Right. Where we played 5,000 points per person and we finished in you know, more or less about the same amount and the of time. Game, the, the game is not balanced for these large-scale no. games. That's no. the thing. So, like, people, you know, and I think most people understand this, it's like there are certain things that become completely invalidated in these huge-scale games because they can just be deleted, you know? Like, like trying death, to win. <laughs> well, like, imagine playing a Primarch in a game. Like, imagine if you're just like, oh, we're just going to play normal Force Orgs, and we're playing this uh, 4v4 game. Uh, the other team, they're 5,000-point games. The other team, they have uh, three of their guys, Lords of War, or Double Double D Warhounds, and three of our guys, uh, we chose uh, Primarchs. Yeah. Like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Because it's literally going to be two of those warhounds focus on one Primarch and, and 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 you know it's like that just sucks. Just fishing for that six, exactly. Yeah. In a one v one game, you, there is a theoretical way that you could potentially mitigate some of that. You know, it's like there I might be able to use cover to my advantage as much as I possible. Maybe I have a Vanitor that I can like stun the thing once. And right. Hopefully, I get some deep striking melt on it. Like there yeah. might be a way to mitigate that in a one v one, but you can't mitigate three of them. Yeah. That's the thing. So, the, yeah, this is just a way better way of doing it, in my opinion. Yeah. Because it just doesn't invalidate a bunch of shit, and then you can have the people bring their big toys, but their big toys are focused on other big toys. Totally. Um, yeah. So, general experience of the game. 
yeah, so me and AJ were like sort of like we were on the same side. Well, we were on the same end of the table. We were on the yeah the the left side of the table, but we were like sort of like X to like so Raymond was on my left and AJ was paired off against him, and then Chris was directly across from me, and I was paired off against Chris. Yeah, so Chris had his night house with Mechanicum, and Allies, then yep. so you it was Mechanicum versus Mechanicum versus Knights, and yep. then. World Eaters versus my Iron, Iron Hands. Hands. And then uh, we had Eric and Cam on the opposite end of the table, who was uh, Iron Warriors versus, versus Iron, Iron Hands. Hands. And then Brennan and Sterling. So we had Custodes versus Thousand Suns. And they were, and then we had the middle of the table. And then the middle the of the table. So we were all doing Hammer and Anvil, right? Or no, not Hammer and Anvil. Whichever the short, Anvil, yeah. short way is. But yep. then the Reavers were fighting. The Titans the were opposite fighting, way, sort or of not like the, uh, yeah, not reverse in but. the center of the table ish, like basically like four feet away from each other, but they were facing um, perpendicular, I guess, it would to be, where we to were where going. We were. Yeah, so they were facing each other in the middle of the battle, like they were sort of striding towards each other, and the battles were closing out of their at their sides. Right, and so Brennan, but there was no deployment either side of them, so they kind of had their own battlefield. Like I deployed next, to kind the, of, next but Brennan and stuff, and I had to like, I, it was it was so funny. Like I'm literally deploying my like Thanatars and shit, and I'm like. No, these can't be like six inches away from this warhound because one of these like ten inch D shots is gonna scatter, scatter off of both. Yeah. So I had to like deploy my army in like a three and a half foot section. But in between <laughs> the Reaver and the Warhound basically was Brennan and Sterling uh, kind of fighting kind of underneath. Under the yeah, they were kind of they fighting under underneath the warlord. the warlord, which made for like some pretty cool Very visuals. Cool. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, anything that Brennan's army is involved with well, makes for was some very so cool, cool visuals. Man. It was like, oh, you've got the the legio, the legio that like sinister that fucking annihilated uh, Xenobast at at uh, Prospero. Yeah. Then you had the obviously the the Golden Boys versus the Thousand Sons theme. It was pretty cool. No, definitely. I thought that I thought narratively, like the pair offs were all really well done, and uh, and like you know, spoiler alert. I basically got tabled. <laughs> yeah, but you had also tabled. But I'd almost tabled. There was uh, like nothing. Raymond, like <laughs> all he basically had was Angron and like his despoiler squad exactly. that he was running with. It was and a pretty I, close match. You could see that. Yeah, a couple tacticals, but he like in terms of victory points, he whooped my ass. Yeah. But had like a tremendous game. Like those kind of games. This is just me personally. Like. Anytime, as you're saying, like these things are kind of naturally imbalanced, like really whoever's getting first turn is is automatically at an advantage. So unless they're a drop pot army, but yeah, right. But like generally, right, that's kind of the the situation. So anything like that, like I'm not going there to be like, oh, I'm going to try to win. I'm like, I'm going there to obviously I would like to to win, but I'm going there to have fun. And just to see some of our buddies in Vancouver, and like I was super looking forward to playing Raymond for the first time, which was kind of funny because originally he was supposed to be on the loyalist side, yeah. and we had this like Facebook chat going on, and we we're talking tactics of what we were going to do, and this was before the rules kind of dropped, so we were we were talking about okay, well, you know, we've got to deal with these reavers, and James is fretting about how he's just going to get like wiped off the table in one turn, <laughs> which um, was hilarious. Yeah, and then so like the day. Day before the event, I guess some some people were like 
ended up having to bail last minute. So Brendan was one person. Yeah, yeah. Brendan kept switching, like who is going to be on what side. So yeah. like one point Raymond's just like, yeah. So I just got a text message from Brennan. He says like, I'm on the trader side and we're all just like, you spy, you traitor. You've been in here like listening to all of our tactics. And then, so he bailed out and you then and him were a great matchup. Cause yeah. here's the thing. I had a conversation with Raymond, um, at the end of that day. And I was like, you know what? There's a word to describe you. And I, and I remember it was funny because I couldn't remember what it was. And then I came back and I was like, <laughs> the, and I was like, I remember it. I was like the exact word to describe Raymond. What? He's a beaut. He is a beaut. That That's is a exactly great word. word. That is a perfect word to describe <laughs> Raymond. I he was like, he's absolute, a beaut. I he is an absolute like... beaut, man. No, he's like, I, I kind of had, when I met him at the Spire the last time, I was just like, okay, we're going to be friends because I found out that he works in like festival event running and yeah. stuff like that and he's does got lights. That right attitude, and he's, so he's, he definitely checks the AJ Live Music box and the Nerdy Warhammer box. So, well, and he's just like he's got a good personality, man. He's there for to have fun. That's the thing. That's and what the game is, and you do too. So I knew that you guys would be like the perfect fucking like. It would just be the perfect. Oh, like, we we just went into our so own little world, like exactly. on the far end, and, it, and we I think we ended up playing like an additional turn to the rest yeah, of you guys. Okay. <laughs> but uh, he's also got a, a rad ass dog that John. Like I booped that snoot yeah. a bunch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I think you know it, it was. It's always fun like getting together with those guys. We went out and did like a big ramen lunch, or ha- like more than so half good. of us. And then we had more gaming. We had more gaming after that. We went for sushi after. I like had an orgasmic experience because we didn't eat till nine, so I had like ramen, like. I eat a lot. Like, here's the thing. I know that, like, AJ is for AJ. It's like he doesn't eat a ton. But for me, I was, like, I was fucking famished at the end of that day. So we went out to the sushi place. We were also drinking quite a bit all day. We were drinking a lot, exactly, which, like, obviously ups your hunger a lot. And, uh, yeah, we went to the sushi place, and I just had, like, the most orgasmic sushi experience. It was, like, whatever you got... You weren't happy with? No, no. It was only one roll that I wasn't happy with. Okay. It, it was okay. just like everything was really good at that restaurant. And then they brought out my last roll and it had that fucking bullshit shredded fake crab in That's it. Hilarious. And I just was just, I got a little I got like, me. I got a sashimi. I got like a plate of sashimi. And then I got um, this like rice Play, uh, this rice bowl. It came in a like nice wooden bowl. Fourteen bucks, and you just get like a rice bowl that is just covered in like delicious raw fish, like mm-hmm. just like chunks of nice raw fish. And I was just sitting there, and we were like all drunk and kind of rowdy, but I was just eating this fucking sushi and being like, oh, <laughs> oh, like every time, every every piece, it was so good. We definitely all got like an obscene amount of food for sure because we yeah. were inebriated. So we're just like, oh yeah, well, we why, talking, why get so three many, rolls when we can get four? Exactly. Each. We were all hungry <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, it had to happen, but it was good. And then our like, we had the the girls sitting next to us, and I could just tell it was like our conversation. I was like, I don't, 
know if our conversation is the most appropriate right now. Oh, I, I, as soon as we walked into that restaurant, I was just like, I feel so sorry for anyone that is sitting near us wherever they put us down. Yeah. Because they, of course, we put Gilbert on the end. Like, we should have put Gilbert on the opposite end because we put him closest to the general public, and that's never a good yeah. idea. But uh, it was so good, though. It was a good time, man. Yeah, we got like a little Airbnb that uh, the five of us stayed at from the five people from Victoria stayed at just down the street from Brennan's place and went back there, had a few cocktails afterwards. And then we go again. Huh? Where did we go for drinks? We didn't. We just went back to the house. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then so next time we got to hit that other that bar that's by Brennan's house that his buddy owns because it's pretty awesome. Well, yeah, we like that was the plan initially, and then we were all we ate like so much sushi yeah, that it was like oh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we were just like, oh, we should go back and have like another drink before we go to bed. And so I went. We went like across the street to the liquor store. A few of us got like a couple extra cans just to have a drink, and then. G Bert's just like, oh, well, I'll get another six pack. Yeah. And <laughs> I, we like, you were ready for bed before we even got home. And yeah, like, I, you were super tired. Yeah. So tired. <laughs> so tired, like, just full of like fucking rice and, and raw fish. Yeah. So we have a drink and like, fucking Gilbert proceeds to drink like the entire six pack like, and he's I went to bed at like I think it was like 10 you were the first down something. I was the first down I was just like no I'm gonna get up and be brisk tomorrow because we're gonna like travel home and like I was drunk but not so drunk that I'd have like a serious hangover I'm like alright I'm gonna go to bed and then it's like Gilbert apparently proceeded to finish his entire six pack well no yeah so you drunk. took one of the bedrooms and then I was in the other bedroom, and when I was the second one down, and so I was just like, all right, well, you know, I didn't say this to him, but, like, you know, someone's going to, someone's doubling up in terms of beds, right? Yeah. Eric Eric called the little fucking small couch, which yeah. was, like, hard as a rock. And then, <laughs> and then James brought his own blow-up mattress, and so Absolutely. that left Gilbert. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. like, I heard... When I went to bed, I was, like, still kind of awake, and I heard, like, I think he went into your room, yeah. and, tr- like, I don't know even if he tried to go to bed, but then, like, I think you were just like, no, you can't sleep here, or I <laughs> no, don't even know. I don't even know. What happened was, he was just, like, a drunken idiot. This is, that this goes with that thing. He came into the room once. I don't know what he, he's like looking for something. I don't know. I'm like already asleep. He wakes me up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a, gr- I'm a light sleeper, but I also get grumpy. When yeah. I'm like sleeping and I get woken up. I'm grumpy, but like, okay. He wakes me up. I'm like, okay, go back to sleep. It's fine. <laughs> Comes back in the room. Like five minutes later, wakes me up again. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, it's part of this weekend, right? I mean, that's part of the weekend. Yeah. And then he like comes in the room a third time, wakes me up and I like woke up and I was like, I was like, fucking figure it out, Gilbert. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he just, like, kind of, like, looked at me, like, sheepishly, and then he, like, left, and then he just, like, never came back to the room. Well, no, then, okay, so then this is where I can pick up on that. So maybe I fell asleep, and I heard that last interaction. <laughs> so I hear him go out into the little fucking um, living room where the rest of the guys are, and <laughs> I think it was like James or he's like, what did he kick you out? And Gilbert's like, I don't know what just happened, kind of thing. But and so I'm just like, okay, well, 
if John, if John's probably poopy, kicked him out. I totally understand that. So I'm then like, all right, I'm getting G-birded tonight, right? He's going to come in to my room next and try to cozy up to AJ. So I like prepare myself, right? I, and I like, like move put your butt plug. I put my butt plug in and then I move to the side of the fucking bed. So I'm just like, I, cause I knew he's like a large, he's a large boy, right? You yeah. know, he's, he's going to take up most of that bed. So I he's like, like six, six foot five, two fifty. Yeah. For those who are wondering. So I like, I sneak off to the side of the bed and I just like, I doze off and then I wake up in the morning and no Gilbert in the bed. I'm just like, all right, well, I guess like, I guess he just figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so I go, then I open up the out. door and you know, James and, and Eric are in their little beds and then I proceed to get the lowdown that Gilbert actually like first slept on the floor for a little bit and then he moved so that he was half sleeping on Eric's little fucking food little folding couch and half off and then he eventually like like a slug like moved his way up onto like yeah. he, he chose the smallest bed to try to team up I with felt, someone I felt bad because like he finally <laughs> it's like I woke up it was about seven I had like had a decent sleep I still want to sleep a little bit more but like Gilbert gets up. He finally like I went outside to take a I went to go take a piss and I came and I was like, "What are you doing out here?" And he's like, he's <laughs> "So like, that's Ugh. what spurred him to move." And then like, so I went and took a piss. I went back and then he came in and I'm like, "Okay, I'm like fine, you know, whatever." And then I had to go take another piss and then I came back in and like I forgot to shut the door, so I feel really bad. So I didn't shut the door all the way and I'm like and I put my earplugs in and I lay down. I'm like, "This will be cool. Go to sleep." And then all of a sudden, oh, the, uh, the lumber camp snoring, he starts snoring. I'm like, fuck, my earplugs are in. I'm a lot. That wasn't sleeper. Gilbert though. That was James. That's the thing. So <laughs> I like, I literally like after like, uh, it was like 45 minutes of this. I'm like laying there. I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, God, Gilbert, stop snoring. And it's like, I don't think he can hear me because no snoring stops. I hear him go, huh? I'm like, stop snoring. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> and then I like do it again and he doesn't say anything. It's not like I'm not snoring. And then I'm like, cause, cause I literally, well, if he's asleep, it's not like he's going to know, no, but he was like, huh? Then <laughs> <laughs> he told me, he's like, you kept telling me not to snore, but I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's James snoring. So James's snoring was so loud that it was just like coming through the doorway. He's like reverberating, reverberating through, like, through the drywall. Cause like Gilbert's like on the other side of me, like between James and him. And I'm like, fucking Gilbert's <laughs> not snoring. So Gilbert, if you hear this, I'm sorry. You don't listen, but it's okay. <laughs> My feelings aren't hurt. So then we all like crawled back into James's James's uh, little jeep the next day, filled with miniatures, and headed back to the and island. Beef and got some stuff. This nights and some yeah, we food. We stopped at the Twasson Mall on the way to the ferry and yeah. found this like. Eric was like, oh, there's a sports hobby store like, well, that in this like mall. And we're like, that, that sounds great. And he's like, no, we should go check it out. And they actually had an insane amount of GW stuff. And it was at like 15% off. Yeah. So I bought a double pack of Acasis and split it with James. I got one. And I got the data cards. 
or the terminals, which I don't so have any. Oh, so I don't have the terminals, but I have the night. AJ has the terminals, has the terminals but no but nights. doesn't have the nights. Because we're winners, John. <laughs> we're winners. <laughs> but yeah, that's. I think like any time now we go back over to the Spire, we should uh, make a little swing over to that store. If yeah. We well, and this is the thing. So and go I for think, some I fucking think... fishbowl at Uncle Buck's, you, you well, bitch. Well, we need to do that on the way out. Not for off yo, the ferry. What's the matter with Uncle Bucks for? Well, because I want to get. Breakfast. If I'm going to Uncle Bucks, I want to get turned. That's why. Okay, that's fair. That's I want to f- go play <laughs> drunk bowling at fucking Uncle Bucks. Weird fucking like fishbowl bowling slash slash American joint giant store that has just like apparently animatronic animals and stuff because there's like a drug rink or something happening and they just have these giant buildings that are like filled with hunting equipment and like. Fake animals and like Are you talking about giant the fish tanks. Store? Yeah, because they're like connected. That's there weren't those animatronic are... fucking animals there. Well, pretty close. <laughs> those <laughs> there are actually real, was those something are real that was like, moving around. No, 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 no. There was like a fucking like a bear that was like <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> I, listeners, I wish you could have seen John react. Wow, I'm, like, I'm, I'm intimidating my hand. Like, <laughs> no, but it was an interesting thing. It had a bowling alley apparently in it, but we didn't go in to find it. Next time we'll hit up Uncle Buck. I got kind of sure. mad crepes, and you got fucking. I got to pretend, which is what I should have done. Mm-hmm. Even though New York, New York fries was sucked in my experience, but the big thing that. You all need to know about AJ is this bitch went to Starbucks over Tim Hortons. Oh, you were so shitty about that. Well, you were the like, only reason I'm shitty about it. Where's AJ going? I, here's the thing. <laughs> I can accept it because it's like Tim Hortons is actually shitty coffee and that's fine. But the 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 unforgivable unforgivable <laughs> thing would be if we actually went to like we had this like good like local coffee shop that makes good coffee and then I went and to then Tim you went, and then you went to Starbucks okay that'd be then different. I would want to kill you I'd be I like, I'll I'll be straight up with you the reason I went to Starbucks because I knew it would, it would fucking <laughs> rattle you and so I'm just like yeah I'm gonna go get a pumpkin spice latte I'm not gonna go get I like pumpkin spice latte well not not those ones, not the really. Starbucks ones. They're so sweet. I I get half. I get half sweet. <laughs> okay. Half sweet, half whip, John. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I think we should recap though that the game was awesome. It was awesome. The traders ended up taking. It was tie. Was it a tie yeah, in the we, end? We figured it out in the end. It was a tie. Oh, uh, so if Chris hadn't lost those fucking victory points yeah. on us, yeah. it would have been a loyalist win. And so. I feel like I should take this time to put out a public service announcement that don't believe the hype on the Ordinatus Alator. It's not as overpowered as like the, the, I had this. It, the, I had this image in my mind that this thing was just going to be like so crazy broken, and I was honestly worried about it because I was like, oh, "Well, didn't you? Thing? You did take down like almost two nights in one shot, right? No, I took down one night and did nothing." Anything else. Oh, okay. The, you did two. You so, almost took two in a round, but I took one night out and did nothing. The first shot, right? And then the second shot, I did like a hull point to a Trieros, and then the third third shot, I did a hull point to a um, uh, lightning and a land raider. Uh, oh yeah, because you can hit those planes land raider, too. That and hits then I, flyers. Yeah, and yeah. And then I and then I took out like two myrmidons, and then the fourth fourth shot i killed the lightning 
and killed like a Myrmidon, I think. And did two hull points to a to a um uh Titan because at that point I'd killed his war uh, right, his you, warlord. And okay. It also wasn't my primary focus, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway for points. But uh and then my or not as quickly blew up to a warlord, but it killed about seven hundred points. So like and it's thirteen. It's it's ten seventy five. Seven ten seventy five. Okay. So uh, yeah, I've played it three times now. Uh, in two games, it has made about half its points, and one game it paid for itself. So what was your MVP from that game? Do you think the Ordinatus? <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, what did I kill? I mean, kind of all this work pretty well synergistically. Like, what did I kill? I mean. Scoria and three Domitars, it turns out knights don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> turns out. <clears throat> I love it personally. It makes me feel so smug because, like, <laughs> knights think they're such hot shit. Here's the thing, and I've, and I've talked to you about this. It's like, I don't, I don't, I think knight lists are funny because it's like. All depends on what you've got on the other side. It all so depends I'm, on what you got on the other side, but it also depends on how you count the the the, the price of failure rule. Yeah, and that's a huge part of it. Uh, I've decided that with my night list, I will count price of failure because it doesn't make sense otherwise. These things are big, valuable pieces yeah, of technology. Totally. Like, doesn't make sense that one isn't worth you know. Um, so I fully expect that my knights will be like a list that loses most of the games because I will have two scoring units and they'll be worth victory points. And it's like, yeah, like, but knights are just going to be fun. So yeah. Who fucking cares? Totally. Like some games you're going to be able to win because you're going to get like, we're going to win big, but generally you're probably not going to win if you play that way. If you play them the way they should be played, which is. And especially worth. those big games too. That's the way that I, I always look at Like if it's a regular game. Like who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Who cares? That's exactly. The thing. And so, yeah, I, I spent the last, last half of my game getting like blasted off the table by a fucking warlord that had yeah. finished off. <laughs> it's like prey. And being like, yeah, well, there goes, oh, there goes two Thanatars and a fucking Ornata. It's cool. <laughs> well, I think I would definitely say my MVP for the game was my Plasma Support Squad. So first awesome. first time that I got to run one of those in a game, and um, I basically got them out of their Rhino transport, absolutely obliterated a twenty man uh, assault squad like within double tap range and just eat a dick. Yeah, man. And then yeah. unloaded the next round onto a squad of uh, three javelins and fucking wipe those off the table so yeah. they more than made their points back pla- that's the thing man like they're if you really good get a, pl- a giant plasma support squad into like fire range or something it's like double tap range wow. yeah it's not not happy for, for the ultimate opponent. the my my ultimate fantasy is to get my sons of horus uh plasma support squad because I have two other plasma support guys as well, so have, I have I have ten. Oh, so I, have, I, I, I thought you were about to be like I have two more squads of no, plasma no, no. Support. I, mean, like, I actually but, dirty but I do have like a full like ten man squad of uh, of veterans with with uh, combis. Plasma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of do. Yeah, but like. Imagine this. Can I set the set the, the set a, for you? set a set the scene, John? Ten plasma support marines enter a uh, drop pod. Mm-hmm. 
Um, these are Sons of Horus Plasma support marines. So they enter this drop pod, and uh, when they deploy within 12 inches of something, their little skill is increased to 5. So you go to the 20 shots, hit on twos. You do the math. I'm probably going to hit about 17 times if my math is correct. On, on top of my head, roughly 17 times. Pretty good, right? Well, you take that right of war. First turn, come down. Reroll once to hit, son. Yeah. Reroll once to hit, son. Eat a dick. Eat a dick. Got fucking, what, what's that workout to? Between 19 and 20 hits. <laughs> yeah. It's like the most situational thing ever, but it's a, it's a fun to imagine. It's super fun, though. Like, I think it's one of those, it, it's one of those um, units that's going to, like, it's going to go big or go home because people are scared shitless of yeah, them and the they thing. fucking should be in my list. I'm an idiot. And I have it in a rhino and I know it's the worst thing to put it in because like that rhino is not. Yeah. Drop pod hard. for sure is like is primo for them. Yeah. But uh, or a land raider, like yeah. just something that's like, oh, you can't just, yeah. you can't just pop it. But super I, I want to do my Achilles one day because I have an Achilles Ooh, yeah. that I need to do. And I was like, I gave oh, you, this I gave you parts for that. You were all you, jacked you about did. that. You that was like a year. Year plus ago, like way longer than a year ago, dude. Was it? When did you move here? When did I move here? This is like fucking two and a half years ago. I moved. When did I move to Victoria? No. When did you move to this house? Like close, like six, eight months ago. Eight months ago. Yeah. Yeah, This is so much longer than a year ago. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. No, I don't deserve that. Um, The one thing I do want to bring up, though, that I hadn't seen before, and as we are both Mechanicum players, I think we can nerd out about this. Uh, Chris's fucking, uh, I think it was Mm. his Secutors. Oh. The Myrmidon, like the chick. Are you going to trigger me right now? Wait, you don't like them? No, they're fine. I think they're they're cool. I've never seen those models I like them. No, they're a cool model. I don't necessarily think they fit Myrmidons because they're tiny. They are tiny. But you're just bringing up the sore spot of Chris not liking the Myrmidon model. Oh, I know. Well, (laughs) that, I I know. He told me that, and I I was just like, what? (laughs) I was just like, those models are dope as as hell, and I've never seen them, and they're super rad, but I question that. (laughs) Yeah, I I know. So when I was going to start Dark Mech, I was looking at that company. Um, what do you remember? What company them. it is? I know he told me, but I'm totally blanking on what it is. Like war, war something game. But they're all they're all very large breasted Mechanicum ladies. Those were they have like sort of like doom demon demon like cybernetic oh really kind of combination model too where it's like which I I was surprised to use them because like. Those didn't look like Myrmidons, and they were also on twenty-five millimeter bases, so that was a little odd to me. Oh, but I didn't like, even I didn't even pick that up. They but were I like, just thought- they were the size of a of a human female model, which I found a little. It was like to me personally, I was like they didn't really match the aesthetic that well for me. But they are there are that same company does like forty millimeter like they could be used as Thalax or Myrmidons. Oh, okay, and they're like big like they look like. Basically, like they took like a a clone and they just like shot him up with steroids and then like replaced, him his, replaced his legs and shit with like with cybernetics and like his his arms with cybernetics. But his like, torso is still weird demon man. <laughs> I just thought they were cool. I've never seen they those are, models cool. before, so yeah, I was like, oh, that's neat. They're a good. They're a good third. Yeah, I guess when you, you in terms of the scale, I would see them more as like maybe like the engine seer or, or not the engine the like Magos Exiller. Exilera or whatever. Uh, what you mean? 
the elite upgrade that you know the my dude that came with the little um they come with the four little floaty dudes that kind of oh. you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the engine seer. Yeah, the engine seer. But that's an upgrade with. for that kind of unit. I'm totally blanking on the name of it right now, but people are probably yelling at us. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. They're cool models is basically all are I'm they, trying to say. Are they like those, like, uh, are they... Um, Pass me the red book. It's beside you. the red book, Mechanicum Tag Model. This is live fucking fact-checking, folks. This is what mm-hmm. makes for Doesn't happen often on the Bocce TV. I do feel like we need to know. Uh, troops, no. Elites. Uh, tech Priest aux- Auxilia. Right, okay. So they're like those Toughness 5 uh Yeah, you can give them robots. either the... Yeah, I could see that, totally. You could give them either the Engine Seer, the Electro... <laughs> right. Blah, blah, Did I tell you that when I had that mega here. battle that I fucking... The only thing I had to read on the ferry was that book because I had to pack light with books because I already was bringing so much stuff. And I just like read through the entire Mechanicum book like... Front to back. Front to back. And then, like, I read all the units that I haven't really looked closely at, and that was one of them. And I how, was many, like, how many oh. pages are stuck together now from that sitting? Mm-hmm, all of them? Six to eight. Six to eight pages? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly, I mean, like, on, uh, let me guess, uh, Ursarax, Domitars. Uh, there was a lot of it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real, though. I got, I got really pumped about those. I, the engine here cool. I got specifically pumped about because I got this idea of, like, oh, I could do, like, this could be the bridge to mars like i could do an engine seer and i could do the like color like red and i could i could basically like treat this guy like he's like some kind of like in my fluff he's like a diplomat from mars that's like working with xana and like watching them mm. it's like a 10 year but he would in gameplay he'd be like a dude that would have the robots and he'd just repair my uh ordinatus. I like that. Yeah, thought it was kind of cool. I like that kind of stuff. Oh man, putting that around the Ordinatus, that's dirty. Yeah, because you give them engine here and you give them all of the the upgrades, yeah. and they're like repairing on two plus or three plus. Or it's something not like that, that low, it's, but yeah, it's I, three plus. I think it's something like that. I think it was a four, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I know for the engine because you get plus remember. one for each one of those robot. Oh things. right, it's a lot of points though. That's the thing. I think it's like that works out to like 200 ish points. So it's not. Not cheap. Okay, you you are paying points for. Oh, that, for sure, for that, absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, it was just kind of cool. Um, did I? I don't know if you have you actually seen my Pravian. I'm kind of excited about my Pravian because he's like the he's the the missing he's the connection between my Xana and my like Sons of Horus. I'm not too sure. So I did him and his one shoulder his his left shoulder pad is in Xana colors and it has the Xana symbol mm. and the like. The the lore is going to be that he learned like the cybernetica stuff because he was attached to um, one of the auxiliary fleets that like the Tagmata for portion of it was Xana, so he like learned from one of their Magos Dominuses. Okay, so that's like my tie in between my two armies. I thought it was kind of cool. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> all right. Well, I think all in all, awesome weekend. Yeah. Brennan host another event so we can come over there and hang out yeah and john we are about we're in round three currently of this uh titanic titanic is event so i think we should uh get to it get to it and make some more big explosions happen oh fuck yeah oh yeah all right well till the next time we will be well actually i'll be back to close out the show yeah. here 
and uh, look forward to giving you more updates from the Spire. Peace. fair listeners you've got mpr aj here it's uh the next morning i'm just sitting here drinking my coffee about to uh you know start the hobby day if you will uh summary of the game last night quick summary john won uh it came down though to the last shot i was doing the retrieval mission running my little warhound titan off the board warhound titan blew up warhound took it for the pass and then subsequently got blowed up by a whole bunch of mini knights. Damn, those knights are bad. They are mean once they get into contact with you. So I think uh, I think some knights are on my uh, horizon here for Titanicus. But let us land this pig. So we would, of course, like to thank ourselves for coming on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to say it. <laughs> no, but uh, you can follow us on uh, on Facebook at, uh, at Boys of the Golden Throne, and you can find us on Instagram at BocciT30K. Uh, you follow John uh, on Instagram at Big John West. We've got uh, Teo at Famous Franks. Go check him out. If you're in Nanaimo, go get a diggity dog from him. Uh, we uh, we got tickets going on or are are on sale for uh, the annual Dudes Looking for Dudes Singles Bash happening in February, hosted by Bot GT. It's February 22nd. You're going to be uh, hanging out at the Legion. We're going to have the bar going. It's going to be awesome. Come on down. Open gaming. Bonanza. We're going to have some Necro, some uh, ZM. We're going to have big tables for big games. We're going to have... Little tables for little games? Question mark? No, there's only big games. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, we've got that. Then we've got the Warriors weekend that's happening um, April 18th through 19th. So we've got Saturday uh, is going to be the 30K, and then Sunday will be Titanicus. So tickets are on sale right now. You can get uh, that link in the show notes. Um, and then also we have the Bot GT's 12th inaugural Big D event, the big boy. That's happening June 6th through 7th. Save the date. So uh, that's it for me. Uh, we are going to land this pig. Love y'all. Bachi T ain't nothing to fuck with. Peace.